following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Herfman. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. <laughs> yes. Allow me to puff as well. Mm. Uh, These are some powerful herbs. <laughs> giving me dark visions. Shall we pack this again? I, I'm not giving visions. I'm not sure if it's working, is it? Visions. Visions. Daddy, are you seeing what I'm seeing? You making a fool of yourself. <laughs> I think Jacko's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you. Hold on a second here. The Jacko. Friends, listeners, acquaintances, good Samaritans, Jackal Insiders, this is Inside the Jackal's Head, back live on PSN Radio, of course. This is November 3rd, 2019, and to all listening on the stream over on PSN Radio, SoFlow Radio, and on my personal page, AngelOspino.com. I hope you say your clocks to the correct times. Hope you had a safe Halloween. And tonight, hope you had a nice evening, because with us, we have a very cool guest during the second hour, and uh, it's somebody that has had many experiences in the world of ufology. Mark Brinkernoff, uh, let me tell you, he's had a lifetime of UFO-related experiences, including face-to-face meetings with human-looking aliens and the ability to go out and take photos of UFOs on a regular basis and videos. Mark lives in New York City, or New York, I don't know if it's a city exactly, but he lives in New York, and he spots them from his window and uh, walks into Central Park nearby and uh, sees them all the time, which in New York you see a lot of strange things. But in the sky, uh well... We're going to get to some of the stuff he's seen. He has even photographed what looks like to be ultra-terrestrials inside the craft. So that's going to be a lot of fun. He has a really cool website, markbrinkerhoff.com. That's uh, M-A-R-C-B-R-I-N-K-E-R-H-O-F-F.com. Brinkerhoff.com. MarkBrinkerhoff.com. Check that out. And uh, we're going to be with him in a short bit. I got some audio I want to play, especially uh, it's been a busy week over at the Capitol. Washington has had a lot of stuff happening with the uh, president and the whole impeachment hoax, the impeachment uh, debacle. As it's, uh, I'm telling you, folks, uh, if you've been listening to me the last few episodes, uh, that I've put together here. It's, uh, something that I, I am, you know, getting more and more into the whole politics of what's happening in this country. And it's, uh, it's crazy to see the left lose its mind and, uh, claim they're doing something that they're not. It's hilarious. I got some really interesting audio clips of that. We're gonna have, uh, like I said, Mark at the end of the hour, uh, have, uh, one, two, three, four, five. I think it's like five clips that I'm gonna play in the uh, next few minutes, and uh, these are going to be basically the stories we're going to go over, and uh, I just tweeted out, by the way, that we're going to be live with Mark, thanks uh, Pete for doing that, uh, shortly, uh, not this week, uh, probably as I come back from a couple of weeks uh, that I'm going to have off here, 
I'm going to have uh, my good friend Brandon Hudson join us as uh, Brother Detox. As you fondly might remember him from back a few uh, years ago when he was uh, on the show with us as a sidekick, and he uh, sporadically has been on and off. He is uh, getting back into uh, the gear of things, and we're going to have him as my sidekick here on Inside the Jackal's Head. He is uh, slowly getting ready. I don't know what takes, uh, you know, some of these sidekicks uh, so long. It's like divas showing up for the big party, you know? Just takes him a while, I guess, to get their ass in gear. But he's almost there. He'll be back uh, with me as when we come back. I'm uh, taking a couple of weeks off for family reasons. I last week was not able to be on live, and uh, it was, uh, you know, thanks. I want to give a, a big thank you to Mark uh, Brinkerhoff, uh, our guest tonight, for being so understanding. He was supposed to be the guest on last week, but we couldn't do the, the uh, show. Um, one of my uh, uncles, he's really like my second cousin. He's my dad's blood cousin, first cousin. And um, because of that, I inherit him, you know, as, as a cousin. Uh, but he's really uh, more like an uncle because he's so much older than I am. And uh, I grew up uh, with him, and I called him uncle. I didn't call him cousin, you know, and... Uh, he's always been there like an uncle figure. Now, he doesn't have an extended family. He's been married a, a few times. His uh, wives have passed away over the years. Like I said, he's an older gentleman. He's uh, near an 80 at this point. And uh, he's been in bad health, as some of you might know. I've talked about it. And uh, because of his terrible, terrible health, he is uh, at the hospital in hospice at the moment. And uh, I want to you know, give him a, a special shout out and make sure that everybody uh, who's listening sends positive vibes to my uncle and uh, hopefully you know he kind of comes out of like what's happening right now he's at the uh, advanced stages of dementia and he's had four strokes in the last few years uh, it was kind of ironic to be honest and um, sad at the same time but um, as you know I lost my mother in 2016 and uh, she went and visited him when he was at the hospital after a couple strokes. And my mother was in really good shape in 2014, 2015, when he started having his health issues. And we thought we were going to lose him then because he was in really bad shape. He stopped, uh, you know, being himself. He wasn't mobile anymore. He couldn't walk. Uh, you know, it was a, a real mess. And... We thought that he was a goner. My mother, who was at that moment still in very uh, decent shape, like I said, she was uh, there visiting him. And to know that she passed away first and he still uh, was able to uh, stay alive and uh, he is uh, now doing really bad. Uh, it's kind of like a waking coma where he is kind of awake but not really there and uh they said it's uh really advanced dementia got him on morphine and all kinds of stuff so if you guys could do a little prayer session we're gonna have a moment of silence here from my uncle arturo gallego and again he's in hospice and um hospice is not fun so please join me in this moment of silence uh and just to send a prayer and good vibes over to him now i'm agnostic i'm not religious but i do believe in the power of uh you know prayer and suggestion and uh, awareness and if we all collectively send that out to him hopefully uh, the, the collective consciousness of the universe could 
somehow uh, bestow some good health uh, to him, and we can at least have him for a little bit longer. So uh, in uh, three, two, one, let's have about five seconds of silence, so I'm going to go mute now. All right, there you go, folks. Uh, thanks again uh, if you guys joined in, and um, please, again, Arturo Gallego, um, send your prayers. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not asking for money or anything, just good vibes. That's all we need, and the positive vibes. Uh, it's, I think, something that we can send to him. I mean, you know, I remember Art Bell back in the day uh, experimenting with this kind of thing where he got his audience to, you know, all concentrate on one thing. It was, I believe, rain. It was really uh, dry at the moment, and uh, I, I can't forget. I don't know. I don't know if it was Pahrump, Nevada, where he was uh, at at the moment. Uh, I'm not sure if it was there. Or, uh, I can't remember the exact location, but it was a very dry location. They tried this on the radio, and then it started raining, like you know, cats and dogs. And he was, uh, you know, blown away by it, and. He stopped doing it because it kind of got him off guard that it, he thinks it might actually work. So hopefully that works in the uh, celestial, uh, you know, governing bodies that, that control everything uh, are listening to our good vibes and they, they send some of that to my uncle. Uh, now I'm moving on to uh, more somber and clear-headed things. Uh, like I said, I'm going to take a, a couple weeks off here on the show to deal with that, but. When we come back from uh, our small hiatus, I'm going to be in a new location, uh, new studio, uh, which I'm putting together, and uh, the audio is going to be a lot better. We're going to do video stuff in the near future, so hopefully stick around for that. Uh, probably going to uh, be doing a lot more video in 2020 than anything else. Uh, also plan to do a lot of traveling next year, which is going to be a lot of fun. And um, we look forward to it. Yeah, I look forward to that. I know Pete is looking forward to that. Uh, Brandon only has to do is just get on Skype with his new uh, setup that he's working on. He is, I think, for the first time learning how to use Skype properly. And that's just taking long. Uh, he looks at it like, you've seen Zoolander? When they uh, see a computer and they're like, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, ah. They, and they, they have one of those moments like they go back to the like, cavemen and like they don't know what the hell they're looking at. That's kind of like Brandon uh, with a Skype account. So he's learning how to do that. Uh, I told him, look, you know, just uh, wait until I come back from a hiatus, and uh, we'll come back, and we'll be fully, uh, you know, loaded with you. And uh, when when Brandon says he's fully loaded, toilets everywhere cringe. I'll tell you that much. So uh, we look forward to, to that. Uh, uh, like I said, I have a couple uh, clips that I want to play uh, here, and uh, they deal with the president. Uh, yes, folks, uh, you know, this is uh, becoming a political uh, show as well as paranormal, entertainment, uh, ufology, you know, Marcus and Toxus by UFOs and possibly connections uh, to religious uh, things and other aspects that I'm going to ask him about. Uh, so, and, and by the way, if you guys want to get in on the show, you, you're always welcomed. You can look us up on Skype, uh, looking up psn-radio.com. Also, soup underscore media underscore network. 
will look us up. Uh, always says uh, you can call in 786-245-8127. Again, that's uh, 786-245-8127. So there's a lot of different ways that you can call in uh, to the uh, show if you have any questions uh, for the guest, myself, anything that I'm speaking about. Please do so and uh, just uh, chime in. I'd love to hear from you. If you want to uh, drop, uh, you know, an email that you want me to read on the air, I would love to do that. You could uh, get to us uh, by multiple uh, ways. You can uh, send email directly to the network at info at psn-radio.com. Again, that's info, I-N-F-O, at psn-radio.com now the dash is of course a little button right next to the zero on the uh, top of your keyboard if you don't know what the dash is by now what the hell have you been doing on a computer I mean do you know how to even work the thing do you know how to turn it on the hell's wrong with you uh, in the very top you know and, and it's even on the uh, if you have the right hand with the numbers it's a uh, top right little dash right there Okay, if you're looking at the other side, the left side, it's next to the zero. There's two lines there, just hit it, psn-radio.com. Come on over, we'd love to have you. And uh, we're going to have uh, exclusive members-only entrance there pretty soon. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of exclusive content and stuff for 2020, which we're going to post on the main website, including... PSN TV, which is starting to post uh, videos on the YouTube account, so check that out on YouTube. A lot of live content coming in the next uh, year for 2020 and beyond. And, of course, we have the big election for the presidential seat next year. But until then, we have, uh, what, a good year before that ends. And it, it seems like the last three and a half years, all they've been doing in Washington is uh, trying to impeach a president who's doing a damn good job. Now, I am uh, neither Republican or Democrat. You guys have heard me talk about this before. I'm a middle-of-the-road guy. I am, if anything, a constitutionalist. I have, you know, some uh, liberal views, some conservative views. I'm pro-guns. When I say I'm pro-guns, I'm I'm pro the uh, Second Amendment, I'm, of course, you know, uh, for the Constitution, so freedom of speech, rights to bear arm, uh, everything that is constitutionally there, I'm 100% behind, but the uh, right to bear arms, man, let me tell you that, that amendment is so important, and the left has been trying to take it away from us for years and years, it's not anything new. Bill Cooper, if you ever read the book Behold the Pale Horse? has been, you know, he talked about this before he died. In that book, I mean, he talked about this very uh, scenario that we're witnessing right now, including the uh, shootings at schools and all kinds of uh, stuff that's been happening. And that was back in the late 80s, early 90s. I remember in the 90s, me and a couple of buddies read the book, and we were, like, blown away by it. We were like, oh, my God, this is if this happens, this is, you know, something that we're going to be facing in the next 15, 20 years. Uh, when this train starts going, I mean, how are we going to stop this? This is, I mean, it has to be fake. It, there's no way that the the world will allow this, and yet it's happening. 
Uh, next week, I, uh, you know, I'm not going to be live, unfortunately. Maybe I'll do an hour. I, I'm not sure yet. It depends on how the schedule treats me and uh, what, you know, moving and uh, setting up the studio and my uncle's health and another couple of things that I'm taking care of. Uh, it, it, it all depends on a bunch of things if I do a, a live show or not. I, I'm not expecting to for a couple of weeks at least, uh, but there's a whole lot going on right now, and it's scary times, guys. Uh, very, very scary times. Uh, so let's, uh, let's get right into it. Let's go, uh, and, uh, check this out. I'm gonna play, uh, President Trump delivers remarks upon arrival to the White House. Very important audio here. Check this out. This deals directly with what's going on with the impeachment, uh, hoax. That's the best way to describe it because, uh, that's what it is. I mean, they're basing everything on a whistleblower that doesn't want to come uh, forward. Uh, Adam Schiff is the only one that knows who the whistleblower is. We suspect, uh, you know, who, who this person is. In fact, if you go to my website, angelespino.com, I posted on there who the suspected whistleblower is because I don't care. I'm posting stuff on there whether you like it or not. It's going to go on there and, uh, I'm going to uh, do my part, basically, and, and airing some of this nonsense out because it's ridiculous, and I'm sick and tired of, you know, what's happening. It's a complete con. It's a witch hunt. It's even worse than that. It's unconstitutional. On top of that, folks, not only are they trying to take away our, you know, our freedom of speech, freedom of guns, they're trying to turn this country into a socialist, uh, communist institution. And remember, I'm Cuban by birth. I come from that kind of environment. And we fought very hard to get into this country legally. And we fought very hard to get our residency and our citizenship. And God bless my mother's soul, you know, resting in peace right now. She broke her back to bring me, my brother, my sister, uh, you know, to this country on her own, basically, with my father's help, obviously, but she was the leading force behind, you know, everything, and uh, there should be, you know, a movie made on her life. There's a great biopic there, if I could ever get around to it, because the life she lived, all 75 years, are amazing. And, uh, especially in the 80s, what she was able to do legally, uh, was incredible. And it's, you know, a different time now, but what's happening at our borders is ridiculous. The illegals that are coming in, not because they're Mexican or Guatemalans or whatever, because I'm Latino, I'm an immigrant. And it's not because they're immigrants, it's because of the, what's happening at the borders, the drugs, the amount of people that are coming in. We have to take a look at that. We have to have, you know, safe borders. I say that as a U.S. citizen, first and foremost. And, uh, you know, I love, you know, listening to the president because since I've been a kid, since Reagan, I have not seen a more patriotic president than Trump. And the fact that they are so against this guy, and uh, that is amazing in itself. We had the uh, the supposed vote this week on uh, the impeachment, and I'm going to get to that in a second, also in a few uh, minutes, actually. But first, let's hear President Trump deliver remarks upon the arrival at the White House. This is, uh, again, great audio. Check it out. Yes, go ahead. Well, the whistleblower gave a very inaccurate report. And as you know, certain of the media uh, released information about a man that they said was the whistleblower. I don't know if that's true or not. But what they said is he's an Obama person. Uh, it was involved with Brennan. 
Susan Rice who excused Obama, uh, he, but he was like a big, a big uh, anti-Trump person, hated Trump, uh, and they, they said terrible things. Now, I don't know if it's true or not, but that was reported by some of the media, so you'll have to find out. I don't know why the media is not on it, because the whistleblower gave a very inaccurate report about my phone call. My phone call was perfecto. It was totally appropriate. But he gave a report, he or she, but according to the newspapers, it's a he. They think they know, they know who it is. You know who it is. You just don't want to report it. CNN knows who it is, but you don't want to report it. The, and you know, you'd be doing the public a service if you did. The whistleblower gave a false report. And because of that false report, people thought bad things were done. And then you had Schiff go out and speak before Congress and before the American people and give a false story. He made up a story. And then I released, after, after all this was done, I released and everybody said he didn't do anything wrong. But the whistleblower should be revealed because the whistleblower gave false stories. Some people would call it a fraud. I won't go that far, but when I read it closely, I probably would, but the whistleblower should be revealed. I definitely go that far. Another question of you. Where is the second whistleblower? And why did Schiff make a lie when he said about what I said on the phone call? And why didn't the lieutenant colonel say that he wrote a letter to the White House with certain little comments about the phone call? And all of those many people that listened to the phone call why didn't they have a problem with it? Because they didn't have many people listen to calls between, I know that. For instance, the Secretary of State Pompeo was on the call. Nobody had, with all of those people, very few people that I know came forward. And they only came forward when you asked. And some of them are never Trumpers. So, but why didn't all of those people listening to this absolutely, totally appropriate phone call, why didn't they come forward? So. You know, it's a whole scam. It's an impeachment scam. And you know what it is? It's between the Democrats and the fake news media. Uh, we'll be showing that to you real soon, okay? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. In terms of the African-American community, are you concerned that the possibility of impeachment might hurt your standing? No, I think I have a great standing in the African-American community because if you look at what we've done, as you know, uh, we have the best unemployment numbers in the history of our country for African Americans. We have the best poverty numbers. We have the best employment numbers. And I'm doing great. African American community gets it. And I did criminal justice reform. Nobody else. I did it. Without me, you don't have criminal justice reform. And that was for the African Americans more than anybody else. So I think by standing in the African community, African American community, is uh, maybe the best. We're going to see. We're going to see in one year. But I think that I'm going to get a tremendous percentage of votes from the African American. I did one other thing. I did opportunity zones. And these are neighborhoods that a lot of people wouldn't be investing. Now, because of what I did with Tim Scott and some others, but Tim Scott was fantastic of South Carolina. We did opportunity zones. It's an incredible thing. So I think we're going to do great with African Americans. We have tremendous African American support. What about the name of the 
thought about that? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, there have been stories written about a certain individual, a male, and they say he's the whistleblower. If he's the whistleblower, he has no credibility because he's a Brennan guy, he's a Susan Rice guy, he's an Obama guy, and he hates Trump, and he's a radical. Now, maybe it's not him, but if it's him, you guys ought to release the information. No, not at all. Not at all. Very confident. Our poll numbers are great. We're doing very well in the polls. And by the way, not that it's very important because you got elected, you got elected, but the impeachment polls have been very, very strong, and especially in the swing states. I think you see that. The swing states, they don't want to hear about it. And we have polls. People don't want to hear about impeachment. The only one that wants impeachment to talk about it is the fake media and the Democrats who basically, they work for the media. The way I look at it, the Democrats work for the media. Yeah, there's progress. And there's, first, I want to get the deal. I mean, the meeting place to me is going to be pretty easy. But uh, first, we'll see if we get the deal. And if we get the deal, the meeting place will come very easily. It'll be someplace in the U.S. No, no, you're reading the wrong polls. You're reading the wrong polls. You're read Let me just tell you. I have the real polls. I have the real polls. The CNN polls are fake. The Fox polls have always been lousy. I tell them they ought to get themselves a new pollster. But the real polls, if you look at the polls, that, you look at the polls that came out this morning, people don't want anything to do with impeachment. It's a phony scam. It's a hoax. And the whistleblower should be revealed because the whistleblower gave false information. Do you still have confidence in Nick Mulvaney? Well, he's working. As long as he's with me, I have confidence. So in the UK, do you side with Boris Johnson or Nigel Farage? If you have well, to I like them both. I'm with, look, I think Boris is the right man for the Times. He's really for the Times. He's a great gentleman. He's a wonderful guy. He's tough. He's smart. And I think he's going to do something. I just hope he does it so the U.S., which is by far the biggest economy in the world, not even close. Since I took office, we picked up trillions of dollars, trillions. And frankly, China has lost trillions of dollars, as you very well know. We're far and away the number one economy in the world. And if you do it a certain way, we're prohibited from trading with the UK. That would be very bad for the UK, because we can do much more business than the European Union. So I think Boris will get it right. They're both friends of mine. What I'd like to see is for Nigel and Boris to come together. I think that's a possibility. How strong is your support uh, for Ukraine in their conflict with Russia? Very have good. You ever, have you ever called Putin to get out of Ukraine? Yeah, very, my support is very good. Uh, my relationship with Ukraine is very good. My relationship with Russia is very good. My relationship with China is very good. People don't understand. I get along, but nobody's going to mess with me. Uh, the John Durham investigation is moving along. Uh, that's up to Attorney General Barr, highly respected. 
John Durham is one of the most respected prosecutors in the last 50 years of this country, and I let them do their thing. It's uh, Bill Barr and John Durham, and what they come up with will, I think, be very meaningful. We'll see what happens. I do not get involved with it. That's up to them. And by the way, I'd be allowed to get involved with it if I wanted to, but I chose not to. It's up to Bill Barr. But the John Durham investigation is a very important, I, I feel, one of the most important investigations in the history of our country. Okay? Do you have a date or a venue for the president? Say it? Do you have a date or a venue for No, we don't, but it could happen. Something like that could happen. I know they'd like to meet, and something like that could happen. I think that the House Republicans and the Senate Republicans have been incredible. I don't think there's ever been unity like we have right now. We had 195 or so votes. We didn't have one negative vote. The only one that had negative votes on the whole impeachment scam were the Democrats. I think Nancy Pelosi has lost her mind. And I think, frankly, that she should go back home to San Francisco. If you look at what's happening to her district, her district is going to hell with homeless with, that they're not taking care of, with needles all over the street, with tents, with people, with sanitation, with horrible things being washed into the ocean, into the Pacific Ocean. I think Nancy Pelosi, her district has probably gone down more than any district proportionately in the United States. And what she's done, and what she's done for that district, and then on top of it, you got fires eating away at California every year because management is so bad. The governor doesn't know he's like a child. He doesn't know what he's doing. And I've been telling this for two years. They've got to take care of it. Every year, it's always California. Never, it's rarely somebody else or someplace else. But Nancy Pelosi, or to go back to a district and take care of it because her district has become a mess. Number one in the country for going down. All she thinks about is impeachment, but she doesn't want to impeach. You know who wants to impeach? The people that run the party, the radical left. That's up to him and up to the lawyers. It's really, it's really up to the lawyers. I like John Bolton. I always got along with him. But that's going to be up to the lawyers. Mr. President, there's a genuine concern there could be a government shutdown. Read the transcript. Read the transcript. Read the transcript. What about a government shutdown? There's a genuine concern. Democrats believe that you will hold up funding for the government because you're so upset about impeachment. Is that something that could be a possibility? Tell what do you say to the American people? I don't think they believe that at all. But we'll see what happens. The Democrats only, I call them the do-nothing Democrats. They're doing nothing. They're not getting USMCA done. Everybody wants it. Even the Democrats want it. They're not getting anything done. Even guns. They don't talk about guns. They don't talk. All they can do is talk about one phone call made to the president of Ukraine that was perfect. It was perfect. It was a perfect phone call. And they're hanging their hat on this one phone call. And you know what? The Republican Party has never been so unified. That includes senators, that includes House. They've never been so unified. Can you commit to no government shutdown? I mean, can you, people that are depends concerned, on, what would depends you say? on what the negotiations are. 
there you have it, folks. That is the President of the United States. Now, very important to, uh, li- you know, when you listen to that audio, look what he's talking about. And, uh, you know, I just want to say that uh, if you read the transcript, if you seen the memo, if you saw what came out, just think about this. It is something that nobody's talking about. This is not just a he said, she said type of thing, because, you know, you have... Uh, the very, uh, uh, I guess, uh, decorated, uh, Alexander Vandermont or whatever his name is, he's come forward as he heard, uh, he's a colonel, I believe, right, Pete? Yeah. And uh, he's come forward saying that he was on the call and he was disturbed. Okay, because you have a difference of opinion doesn't mean that you should impeach the president. Now, he's, tr- he was trying to edit the actual transcript of what was released. Now, First of all, that released edit or whatever of the phone call was done by a stenographer who was on the call. There were other people on the call. Nobody had an issue with it, but a couple of uh, people, including uh, Colonel Alexander uh, Vanderhoffman, whatever. And, um, you know, look, I don't need to, you know, make fun of, of a war veteran, I know that the uh, man won a uh, Purple Heart and all that jazz, and, uh, you know, he deserves our respect, I, I completely understand that, I had to raise my mic there, sorry about that, I was coming in low, and that I was actually uh, on the wrong side of the uh, microphone, uh, so it was sounding a little muddy to me, I can only imagine you guys, but anyway, uh, I don't mean to make fun of the guy, but I will say this much, when the guy was in Obama holdback, when he was uh, friendly with Clintons, uh, when you, you know, actually uh, do your homework, and uh, you know who this uh, person is, it, it makes sense that, you know, he would have an issue. By the way, he's also a registered Democrat, right? This this is stuff you, the media doesn't want to tell you. They just want to, you know, make this person seem like a saint. So let me get this straight. Obama holdback, friends with the with Obama and Clinton, uh, you know, White House, and Democrat, and he has a issue with. A phone call. Okay. I have a lot of issues with a lot of things. Doesn't make it a, a federal offense. Doesn't mean you impeach a person over it. Um, and they're taking his word over the President of the United States. Now, that is very dangerous, folks. Very dangerous because what this sets off now is Hey, we can impeach any president for just about any crime. And anything that is not even a crime at this point, if you just, you know, you don't like them, impeach. Think about that. Now, the guy's name is, he's Lieutenant Colonel Alexander S. Vindman. He, of course, is a top Ukraine expert, and uh, he's on uh, the National Security Council. And, you know, he could be a spy for the Democrat Party. Just because he's a person of high ranking does not mean that he is someone who wouldn't spy. Not only that, 
he admitted that he told in he has a twin brother of course you know like it doesn't get more complicated he told his family member his brother about the phone call and that he had an issue with what was said which again if you read the transcript there's no pro quo in there why is there no pro quo because the money that was being held off first of all uh for ukraine was for september october this call was in july Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, had no idea this money was being held up at all because at the time there was no holdup. If Trump has a internal conversation with people in his own cabinet and he's asking about, well, can we do this or that, that's him, you know, talking to his people. That should not be impeachable. And, you know, when he's on the phone call, if you listen to uh, or if you read the, the transcript, there's nothing there that screams pro quo. He's talking about the 2016 election, about corruption. He's congratulating the guy. Biden does come up because, guess what? Biden is dirty as, you know, baby underwear. He has uh, smeared himself. He came forward and admitted to committing his own crimes. So it's, it's amazing how the, the left does not want to talk about that in the media, but yet... A perfectly fine phone call that if if Obama if Obama would have had this call, nobody would have said a word. But the fact that it's Trump, oh my God, we got to impeach, hang him, and you know do all kinds of crazy things. And let me tell you something. And right now I'm going to read uh, to you guys the two Samaritans, good Samaritans of the week because I haven't done that yet, and that was on purpose. That was uh, I wanted to do that after the audio that I just played, and after we got through this, uh, I was going to lead into this, the two Samaritans of the week goes to two men, last week I had two ladies, so it's, you know, it's only fair, um, but the two actual House Democrats, uh, they bucked the party lines on Thursday and voted against the impeachment inquiry procedure resolution on President Trump. Moderate Republicans Colin Peterson of Minnesota and Jefferson Van Drew of New Jersey, who represent the swing districts that Trump actually won, by the way, in 2016. And these are Democrats. They opted against the measure, which, of course, passed because Democrats right now hold the, uh, the you know, the Congress. They, they hold the, uh, the majority. And uh, it passed 232 with these two gentlemen going to the uh, Republican side. Uh, so it was 232 against 196. Not one Republican went to the Democrat side. Not one Republican turned their back on the president. That tells you that this thing will die in the Senate because there's nothing there. This is, a, as they're calling stuff like this now in the news, this is a nothing burger. There's nothing there. The only thing that is there is very shady business by none other than Adam Schiff. And this is going to blow up in its face because it is leading right now all signs of pointing that he is not only behind the entire uh, impeachment thing, but the whistleblowers. and uh, Let's just say he is very, very dirty. Uh, the resolution uh, sets the groundwork for a public hearing for the ongoing impeachment inquiry, which again uh, lays out procedures for releasing the transcripts 
from testimonies that took place behind closed doors. If you guys want to read more on that, I'm going to post that on angelspino.com. You, of course, are welcomed to go there and read it for free. And uh, that's right now. I'm going to, again, have a members area pretty soon. So I look forward to doing that and uh, I'll get you more exclusive content, which is going to be on a more regular basis. But right now it's all free. Go there and uh, it's going to be posted on there. There's a lot of information for folks that, you know, just can't find it because the media is not telling you what's really happening. They're a food. They're, they're spoon-feeding you lies, and uh, this is what they're doing. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you folks a little quick insight or inside to what's happening, okay? Uh, before I do that, once again, the good Samaritans of the week, just uh, reiterating, are the two gentlemen, the two Democrats that crossed the party lines and voted against impeachment, even though it passed. But hey, that shows that not everybody on the left is crazy. It shows that not everybody in Congress is uh, for impeachment because they know that this is a bad, you know, avenue to go down. But uh, Representative uh, Colin Peterson of Minnesota and Representative uh, Jefferson Van Drew of New Jersey are good Samaritans. Of the week, right here on Inside the Jackals. Now, and uh, let's see, let's get on with more stuff here. This is what they're doing, by the way. This is another audio I wanted to play. This is called the Wrap-Up Smear. And funny enough, nasty Nancy Pelosi is the one who uh, talks about what they're doing exactly to Trump. But she's trying to uh, explain in this uh, audio clip, well, this is what the Republicans do to us. Now, remember, folks, uh, this is all projecting. She's literally telling you what they're doing to the president. But she's projecting it like, you know, well, he's doing it to us. Mind you, he's been in office for a few years, but they blame him for everything. I'm waiting for the moment that some of these lunatics come on and say, you know what? Jesus, when they crucified him, that was because of Trump. He somehow had a time machine. He got in there and he went 88 miles an hour back to uh, the, uh, you know, 2,000 plus years ago, met, uh, you know, the Romans and said, hey, I don't know what China is and I don't know what Russia is, but I'm telling you what Jesus is. Go get him. And uh, I think he should crucify him. Yeah, he's a bad guy. I think he's in collusion. Mm. But this is called the wrap-up smear, and this is uh, none other than nasty Nancy Pelosi. Listen to this. This is amazing insight into the inner workings of that warped, wicked witch of the West's mind. Demonize. And then you, it, we call it the wrap-up smear. We call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. We need to know, are we about to put somebody on the United States Supreme Court who committed a sexual assault? I believe the survivor. I believe the woman. I just want to say to the men of this country, just shut up and step up. And then you write it. And they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this. So they have that validation that the press reported the smear. 
All that time he was out fooling around with his buddies. And we know what that means, and it doesn't mean what he says it means. A woman says the president's U.S. Supreme Court nominee, Brett Kavanaugh, assaulted her when she and Kavanaugh were both in high schools. There is evidence suggesting to her that he was part of the gang rape. And then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. And it's, it's a tactic. We believe what you are you about it? We believe who are you Anyway, we who are you to talk about it? And tell all these women they don't know what they're Has a pretty cool beat, right? Yeah, the wrap-up smear. It almost sounds like what happens to uh, nasty Nancy Pelosi's face every day when they make her up in uh, rapper mummy-like looking features. That that is a nasty woman. Let me tell you. Every time I see her, it just makes me want to punch her in the wall or something. Like she's just an evil, wicked woman. Now I lived in in Cali for a while and. Uh, shout out to the, the California Guy Show and the host, California Guy Show. Uh, by the way, talking about California. Uh, I lived there for a while and, uh, it used to be a fun place. Now you go there and you can't even walk to, you know, the sidewalks because you might step on a needle and catch AIDS or something. It's crazy and their district is, you know, terrible and she lives in a nice place. She lives in a very nice mansion with a, a whole lot of wall around it. But the city is a junkyard. And the same thing uh, was in Baltimore with the uh, now lady, you know, Elijah Cummings. You know, he, I know he's passed away and it's like, you shouldn't talk about the dead. You should never talk about the dead, Angel and... You know, he's he's not here to defend himself, and I'm not going to smear the guy anymore that he's already been smeared. But Baltimore is is a disaster. He didn't leave a good, you know, history mark in that area. And now his wife wants to take over, which, that I don't know how that's going to work out. I mean, it's uh, one bad thing after the other, right, guys? Now... We have a, a few minutes here before we go on uh, commercial and get to our guests for the evening. And I'm, you know, excited to have him on. I think it's going to, you know, be uh, a fun hour with uh, Mark. But there's uh, another uh, couple of uh, things I wanted to get to. Um, one is rapper uh, YG. I don't know if you guys have seen this. You can check this out on angelspino.com this past week. Uh, kicked a fan off stage because he wanted the uh, fan to scream F, he wanted him to scream out F Donald Trump. And the, the fan said no. And I have a video on that on the uh, website. So go there. And again, this is the extreme that these folks are going to. It's sick. I mean, this fan went to the show and he gets kicked out of the show because he supports the president. 
look, I understand your politics don't jive with that fan, but you should never do that to a fan. That's ridiculous. So go over and check that out. Also, uh, real quick, I wanted to mention this. We had a, a good two-for-one special this week. Uh, Francis O'Rourke and Katie Hill both uh, are gone and are not part of the headache train anymore. Beto O'Rourke uh, shamefully bowed out of the presidential race after realizing that wanting to take away our guns, it's not a good idea to run on that platform. Americans are not that stupid. We've seen where, where that leads us. Nazi Germany, Venezuela, my uh, country of origin, uh, Cuba. Not good uh, standings right now. The socialism, it's not a fun thing, by the way. And uh, this idiot killed his own campaign and political career when not only did he, you know, admit that, yes, he wants to get your guns, he doubled down and started naming the guns he's going after. And they said, you know what? All your guns. One them all. So goodbye to Beto Estubido O'Rourke. And if you don't know who <clears throat> Katie Hill is, uh, she's another uh, piece of work. Uh, this is a congresswoman who left also in shame. She's also a Democrat. She was not uh, voted out. She did not step down from the a presidential race. No, 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 no. Katie Hill uh, was a uh, congressperson, and she had to step down because uh, somebody made her private photos uh, public. And it was her ex-boyfriend who made it public. I guess he was a little pissed off at her when she started having an affair with an intern, and some naughty pictures were taken, she has a tattoo of a Nazi symbol on her, uh, the JJ, and, well, this got out there, and uh, people were kind of mad at her, and she decided to step down from her position in her spot in Congress, and, of course, uh, going out with the blast, she was part of the impeachment inquiry and voted to impeach President Trump. And then in her speech, which uh, you can again find, you, you can find this on the website, angelspina.com, instead of just going on bowing out like, you know, you already are smeared and you already are, uh, you know, your own worst nightmare because this happened because you made it happen. No, no. She had to blame the entire thing on, uh, white males and the president and, uh, the Republicans. So, yeah, this is a tactic, uh, the, like the wrap-up smear, and uh, this is what the uh, the left does, folks. They commit these atrocious, uh, you know, crimes. They do all these crazy things, and then they they blame, you know, the president, and he gets blamed for everything. I'm telling you, soon they're going to blame him for the crucifixion of Christ. The fact that Popeye's chicken. Has no chicken sandwiches? Must have been Trump. The fact we don't have a hoverboard? Must have been Trump. The fact that we have to turn the clock because of daylight saving times? Uh, well, that was, of course, that was Trump. The Challenger explosion in the 80s? Ah, Trump. He gets blamed for everything, folks. But people who say things like, well, 9-11, yes, people did some things. 
The media does not cover the fact that people like that commit crimes like marrying their brothers and marrying another guy and lying to get them into the country. They don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about Elizabeth Warren and her using uh, you know, uh, fake roots to get into college, lying about that. They don't want to talk about you know those things that can hurt them. They just want to remove a good president. So, with that, folks, we're going to be back in a few minutes. Now, I want you to uh, check out very closely the ads I'm going to play here. I'm going to start with uh, one from Ben Ferguson, which I'm going to be running here uh, pretty much on a regular basis. Very, very, very important that you listen to uh, this ad. It's uh, something that I want everybody to go and check out tonight if you can. And uh, we'll be back in a few minutes with Mark Brinkerhoff. And uh, we're going to talk UFOs for the next hour right here live on Inside the Jackal's Head. Stick around. But first, listen to Ben Ferguson. And I want to talk to you for a second about the presidential election that's going on. You've seen just how crazy things have gotten in Washington lately. Democrats are trying to impeach the president virtually every week. They're trying to get rid of the Trump tax cuts. And they're also trying to make sure that your tax dollars are going to support extremist abortion views from Planned Parenthood and even governors like Governor Northam of Virginia that are advocating for infanticide. So I have a question for you. Do you have anyone in Washington that is actually standing up for your values and making sure that your voice is heard? Well, there is a conservative organization that I want you to join for free for one year. It is called AMAC. AMAC is committed to strengthening this country's foundation. We're talking about standing up for the values that you and I believe in. We're talking about faith, family, and freedom. AMAC is fighting for the sanctity of our Constitution. It's online at benfreeonline.com. You can also call them. You have to use my name, Ben, to get the one-year free membership. The 800 number, 1-888-466-9583. That's 1-888-466-9583. Or online at benfreeonline.com. That's benfreeonline.com. Join AMAC today. You'll get their newest magazine, and you'll have your voice be heard in Washington on important issues every single week. BenFreeOnline.com or call them and get your membership. You have to use the promo code Ben, 1-888-466-9583. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Inside the Jackal's Head right here live on PSN Radio like promised. We are live with our guest, uh, who's going to be joining me in a couple seconds here. And uh, we're going to have a fun evening talking about UFOs and uh, objects that we cannot identify in the sky. Now, Mark has uh, been around for a long time. Uh, we've had him on the network before. Mark Brinkerhoff has uh, had a lifetime, like I said, of UFO-related experiences, including a face-to-face meeting with a human-looking alien or aliens, and he has the ability to go out and just take photos of UFOs on a regular basis. If you go to his YouTube page, man, he has a bunch of videos on there. He, uh, Mark lives in uh, New York somewhere. I don't want to give out your address, Mark. That's not a good idea. But he does spot UFOs all the time out his window, and let's just say it's somewhere near uh, Central Park. I don't, like I said, expose where you are because that's not a good idea, but he has even photographed 
what it looks like to be ultra terrestrials inside the craft. Mark, thank you so much for being here live with me on the uh, show, on the big head inside the jackal's head. Uh, thank you for taking your hour with me, and uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Angel. Thank you for having me on the show again. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. It's It's been some time. Yeah, it's just been a couple of years. That's all. Five yeah, that's it. Yeah. it. It's it's amazing how time flies, right? Like it just feels like it was yesterday. Kind of. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> now, since last time uh, you know we were on the show, uh, give us a little, a little bit of an update. Uh, what, what have you been up to, man? Like, how's life been treating you? You know, I love the YouTube stuff. Uh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna go over some of the uh, videos and and stuff, but. You know, what's uh, new on the plate? What have you been up to? Well, we've been working on books, Phyllis, my wife, and I, on um, um, omniversal symbols that I've seen on the spaceships, on the higher ship, on the, over the 12th dimensional areas and 10th dimensions. And I was instructed to bring them back. So I, when I go out there, I can see them, feel them in a way on a wall that I see them on. And they're three-dimensional and they move. But um, I've been bringing them in. I've got over a hundred now, um, and that's a book one we're working on. And then we're going to probably come out with a book two and probably a book three because of how many symbols there really are. But they're calling them a symbol, but they're kind of a a language, and it's in a way um, of a meaning of what words and feelings or um, could mean to a soul, and it's a symbolic image in light. And it appears on the crafts, uh, on these high dimensional ships. On the lower frequency ships, around the fourth and fifth and seventh, they have other kind of symbols, but some of them are universal and are all dimensional, like a circle with a cross or a spiral. These all have a meaning. And, uh, even the ancient Hopi had them on some of their paintings or mm-hmm. rattles. You know, so it's, there's lots of different symbols that are ancient, very ancient because they were brought uh, here a long time ago also by, let's say, the ancient astronauts and um, left on rock carvings and things. So there's, it kind of flows through, but um, the symbols or the images I've got are from a higher frequency, and we were told to bring them in now and, and given that instructions by the infinite one, let's call the creator or Yehoshua or Sananda, as I know him in, in deep space. Sananda is the name of the second of the of the trinity of the creator mm-hmm. um, on earth he was known as Yehoshua or as we call him Jesus right. but he he's who I've known before I even came here to this planet and my mission part of my mission has been to reveal the truth of who the creator is the being the creator the threefold creator and and most people understand as the three trifold I think the threefold creator the infinite one, who we call in space Yahweh, who is in ancient writings as well as in the ancient Torah and biblical texts. Mm-hmm. And Sananda is the name Yehoshua has in deep space from ancient, ancient, million, million since the beginning of time. So I could say we've known him as Sananda, which means the son or son of love. And uh, in other galaxies and other universal areas, this is omniversal space we're just one universe in many of right. many and he's been i believe that hundred percent with the way i believe it uh and, and i actually have as soon as you're done i have uh some tie-ins 
to not only uh, multiple universes in space, but I have come through a, a realization in the last week uh, that I want to you know ask you about in a few seconds here, but couldn't continue. Oh, fantastic! Uh, yeah, well, I've I've known him, and all the deep space beings or these higher uh, people are calling mm-hmm. now ultra terrestrials. We call them omniversal, universals. They're in space. They call themselves different things. They, it's like they don't call themselves aliens or ETs. <laughs> they don't call themselves yeah. that. But they know that they are omniversal beings of light and mm-hmm. love. And they manifest. They can manifest a body form um, on these different higher dimensional frequencies. And uh, after the higher frequencies over the 12th and the 33rd, they're basically uh, light beings. And we know them as our true selves when we were all created, after right. the angelic realms were created. And so we're, we call ourselves our true self or oversoul, and that's the total self. And the way that they gave me an analogy, I tell people this in my lectures, is uh, when I was, a, oh my gosh, when I was a teenager, they said, uh, think of yourself as a the giant salt shaker. Just see a giant salt shaker, mm-hmm. and that salt shaker is your oversoul. Inside the salt shaker is lots of grains of salt filled up. Mm-hmm. One of those grains of salt is you on the planet Earth right now. The other grains are called, they're all called aspects of the oversoul. So it's just projections. So one projection is right now us here talking of our individual oversoul. Another right. aspect could be on another universal area or another dimensional space in a higher etheric realm in another galaxy. And it's all happening at once. The only way to explain it on the other high realms is you see things happening at once. There's no time the way it is here on a linear planet. So it's now, on the lowest density. For, not to cut you off, but like for nerds like myself, you know, we would describe it like multiverses. Yes. Yeah, Multi- <laughs> multiple universe is the same meaning as omniverse or omni right. meaning multi as well. <laughs> Right, the same thing. It's, I just want people listening who you know are like nerds like me. Who, like right. this is funny because you know we get this uh, a lot, like in comic books, and you know, and this is kind of how it's described: multiverse, interdimensional, and it's the same thing as you're describing. But you've, you've been describing this for a lot longer than it's been popular in popular culture. And it's funny because now popular culture and mainstream movies and TV are catching up to what you've been talking about. For a long time, and with some folks uh, who are hitting the same kind of knowledge, have been speaking about for several decades, which is Thank it's you. amazing. But <laughs> that that is the, the lingo, and, and it's funny because they don't use the same exact wording, but it means the same thing. So for those listening in, pay attention because when you hear this on like The Flash or on Supergirl or one of your favorite TV shows, well, this is what we're talking about here. It's the same kind yes, of thing. Exactly. Yeah, um, you're right. I have been talking about this since I was in the fifth grade, which is 1960s. I was talking about 12 dimensions and more, but nobody understood it. And uh, ever since my lectures and talks, even on TV and other shows, I've talked about over 12 dimensions. But where I've come from, where I've come in, because I'm a walk-in, I come from a 12th dimensional space. And that's why I was always speaking about the 12, where I came from. And uh, where I visit and go out of body to, the other ones you can visit out of body. But a lot of times people only visit out of body from the uh, second levels to the sixth and sometimes the seventh, depending on how um, 
let's see, advanced or detoxed they could be. You can't right. get to these higher frequencies when you're, uh, uh, not you, when people have a lot of alcoholism or drug addictions or any of these kind of things happening around them. They can only make it to the second and third and perhaps the fourth level if they get out of body and have like almost like a near-death experience. People experience the third and fourth planes. So people on Earth right now where we stand on a physical planet, we're on what's called the first plane. We're not on a three-dimensional third plane. People have gotten confused when they say 3D. Every plane I've been on has 3D effects. It's all like there's a table, you'll touch it. This right. is the first plane right now. So people have been saying for, I don't know, 10 or more years now, uh, since I've been keeping up with everything, since I can remember doing all this, that they say, oh, we're moving into the fourth dimension or the fifth dimension. But that's impossible to do because we're on the first plane. The only way you're going to get to third or fourth dimensional space is if you physically die. Because when you get to the third level or third plane, that's what is known as the heaven realms. The fourth plane is a higher heaven realm. The fifth mm -hmm. plane is even higher. But to get to the fifth plane will maybe the last time a person would come back and reincarnate if they have to. Uh, after that, you don't reincarnate. You actually go through a, um, what's like a graduation or a, they call it the second death. They call it all these different names. But it just means you won't come back to this physical planet. You can have other lives, other times, and other planet spaces. And you could be a, have a life form on a physical type of planet, on an etheric frequency, which is higher than this dimensional right now we're on. So you can walk around physical on all these dimensions. So I think that somewhere in the eight, 18, 1980s or the 1970s or late 70s, uh, people got somewhere confused by saying, we're in a 3D reality, and somewhere... People said three, third dimensional reality. Then it became people thinking third dimension. So that's why I think that's what happened. And then they start saying we're moving into the fourth dimension or we're moving into the fifth dimension. You know, I and, think that, uh, ha that happened, I that, think, because uh, Einstein uh, kind of said, well, you know, space and time is the, the next dimension. And people got confused by that and they didn't exactly know how to interpret that. You're right. I feel that's correct. They, yeah. they were. Um, it was a confusion. But I'm, uh -huh. because I traverse those areas and I've come from all these places, I go to the heaven realms where I go to see people who have p passed on. Uh, friends or family might ask me about a person that they miss or find out how they made it to the other side, how they're doing. And I can get over there. I don't do it normally, but I've done it. And um, when you get there, it's the most beautiful, incredible place. The heaven realms are amazing. Beautiful, beyond understanding. It's so gorgeous. Colors you've never seen on a physical planet Earth. So people who have had near-death experiences got to the other side. When I've talked with them, I said, remember the colors? And they go, yeah, and the colors you can't name because there's no name for them on planet Earth. I said, exactly, the colors. So there's colors I told my father as a kid that were similar to what looks like silver, but it's not silver. It gives you a reflection like silver, but has another tone to it, and it was given a different name. And he said, what name? And I said, well, I can't remember to bring it back. They take it away from you. It's not something we're supposed to know about here because we'll never see it. So it's amazing stuff like that. But people well, know this. People, I, I mean, experience. we know scientifically that our eyes are only able to see on a certain spectrum, uh, which we're, you know, not just conditioned, but, I mean, biologically that's what we're limited to. Uh, that has to be for a reason. So, I mean, that makes perfect sense to a mind like mine's. Oh, you're right on. Um, yeah. On the seventh and eighth levels, uh, when you're training in space, that's if souls don't want to come back to planet areas around the uh, different uh, solar systems, you can work on the ships. And the ships are on higher frequencies, all different dimensional space. But um, you can get up there in the 7th, 8th levels. 
And there you can actually train, they can see and study the infrared spectrums and the, uh, uh, the other cosmic ray spectrums that the uh-huh. planetary systems have. So you, as a soul, you can actually see those other color frequencies, but on the higher fr- frequencies, uh, 7th, 8th around there, you will be able to train in the crafts, in the ships, watch how they do things there, but then you will learn to see within those realms easier as a soul. It's not something that just happens to you when you get to the heaven realm. It's something you train to do. You can see sort of infrared-like frequencies, and that might explain some of those strange other colors that people see when we're out there. But um, they actually show you ways to tune into that even clearer. So the ships on in space, in deep space, and I'm going to say deep space, but I, I'm the first one I've ever known that mentions this. I was told not to talk about it at one time, but then couple of years ago they said ah, you could tell people it's okay now you know that um when you're on the high dimensions over the 12th and 12th frequencies and 11th there are parts of the space that where we see darkness now is actually light so you'll have a ship in light traveling which could be opposite of what we think of here we see a galaxy glowing in a dark right. dark sky uh, i mean a backdrop on the high realms you could see these beautiful galaxies but the dark zones are now a lighted zone, and it's beautiful. So it's like traveling. I mean, we see clouds in our day here. Now imagine those amazing clouds now becoming amazing infrared-like colored galaxies in deep space. Now, do you think that's that. what makes up in space dark matter, for example? Do you think that well, maybe we could explain that? Well, like we study this and... Even as a kid, I, I remember telling a person, they said, um, but, dark, but space is empty, there's nothing there. And I said, oh, yeah, there's right. something there, but you just don't see it. And what we know in space, the ships can't carry a frequency of plasma energy around their craft, which they morph mm-hmm. the, the crafts. It's really the space that's taken up in space is a plasma frequency of energy and light. It's not dark matter. Okay, okay. Now, let me, let me step right there because I have a couple questions, including the realization I had. Uh, earlier this week, and, and it's only because you, you're hitting exactly what my realization is. Um, and I don't know if you've seen this movie, it's called Dark Encounter. Uh, are you familiar with it? It came out this year. No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Now, doing my research for tonight's show, I, you know, I, I like doing research, and we were supposed to have you on a week ago, and unfortunately we couldn't be on. And now, for the last couple of weeks, I've, you know, been doing a lot of homework to make sure I don't sound like a goof when I'm talking about this. Because it's been, you know, some time uh, since we've done the show together. And uh, one thing that, that caught my attention was exactly what you're talking about, which is the different colors of the crafts and light beings. Now, the reason I mentioned this movie is because I came across this movie while looking up information, more information on what, you know, I wanted to, to get to tonight. And the movie kind of, like, describes almost ideally what you've been talking about for the last several decades. And that's why I urge you to take a look at it, because it is uh, amazing how, like I said, mainstream, Hollywood, whatever, are starting now to showcase. It's no longer like E.T. phone home. No, they're going more into the spectrum of light beings, ships with, you know, different color lights. And uh, this movie kind of describes that. It's it's a very creepy film. It's kind of like the directors watched 
fire in the sky with Travis Walton, and they decided to mix that with a, like a religious uh, spooky story, like something out of Stir of Echoes with Kevin Bacon or The Sixth Sense uh, or something like that, and it becomes like a ghostly story along the way. Uh, very well put together. It's an independent movie, low budget, not anything in Hollywood I uh, would put out there and put $200 million behind, but very well acted. No actors that anybody really would know just by name, but I highly recommend, uh, especially Mark, uh, I really recommend you check it out, Dark Encounter. Yeah. Now, to my question here for you, and that's you know yeah. part of the realization I had is, uh, these beings that, are, that we're talking about, that you're talking about, the light beings that are, that are you know, religious, Jesus, Joshua, God, the next dimensions, uh, my realization and what we're experiencing here on planet Earth is that, you know, potentially we, we're all, you know, not, not just quarantined here by extraterrestrials, but, you know, what we've deemed these gods and the creators of everything, these light beings, uh, we're pretty much living an avatar life, which is, I think is what you're getting at, is that we're all avatars for light beings. And the only way they can interact with us, uh, besides just showing up and, and maybe impregnating a, a virgin mother or something like that, uh, to, you know, through the osmosis of the ether or however, you know, they got here, uh, which we don't know how that happened, uh, but if it even happened. But the, the one way they can get here is if it, it's through some kind of a ship, and that, that's why people are seeing this more and more, because we're in the cusp of this whole thing just coming apart and getting full knowledge of what's happening, and people like you are informed because you're picked out by these beings to pass on this message. And I think now, like I said, mainstream is catching up to that realization that, you know, we are all light beings from somewhere else and the gods from there are trying to, starting to wake us up. Is that kind of like, uh, am I, am I hitting it on the head? Because this movie really made me think when I watched that because that's exactly what they're, they're kind of get at in their message. Wow. Yeah. Um, I've never seen the movie you spoke of, but now I want to see it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you're, you're pretty close because... Okay. I know there's people out there saying, oh, this is all a hologram. No, it's not. It's a reflection, but it's not a hologram because people all have, the souls all have free will. And so do some, the angels too, but in a different way they have free will. And I've talked with angels, met my angels, and met other angels. So the thing is, is, uh, the oversoul is the, uh, the total aspect of the true self of each person that's on the planet Earth. Or any right. planet, anywhere in the galaxies and universes. All these beings that we know as brothers and sisters and other beings in light are souls too. So everybody has their own over soul or true self. And then you have uh, soulmates, and that's why I came back to planet Earth was to rescue my actual soulmate, uh, Phyllis. And um, there you go. she had come back and forth a few times in lifetimes in reincarnation. And reincarnation is real. It's in the Bible, but they tried to take it out, so it's in there. And... Um, it's in different places, and uh, I, another time I can actually tell people that, but it's there, and actually Yehoshua, Jesus taught about it too as well. So it was a secret teaching back then. But now the oversoul, and if you want to think of a god, a being like a god, which is an oversoul, can be that being, but there's only one creator. Now when we speak of false gods, we might be speaking about 
ancient Egyptian gods or these beings of other t- other kind of beings that people make into gods, but they're not real gods. Right. They're it's called a false god. And a lot of these ancient astronauts, let's say some of these hybrids came here and pretended they were gods because that was easy for those people on the earth to understand at that time. Because yeah, they didn't have a concept for ET or aliens or anything like that. And like Julius Caesar, yeah. when he died in battle, he was elevated to the status of God, but it's not like he created the heavens right. of the earth. He was just yeah. labeled that because he was, you know, a king, basically. Right. You know, when Jesus, uh, Yehoshua, in uh, ancient texts, and he said to the people, um, th- this is what gets misquoted all the time by the uh, New Age people, the uh, he's aren't we all gods? You know, people would say that to me, and I'd say, no, you're not. Uh, so here's what Jesus basically said. I can't quote it exact. I don't have a Bible in front of me or anything. But he said, uh, don't you know that you are all gods? And um, when he meant by that, he explained it to me, was in the those ancient times, like you just said, you, when you said Julius Caesar, he said men have been elevated to that thought that they say are like gods. So when he right. said, you are all gods, he meant in that word, in that ancient text, the way he spoke it in Aramaic, uh, was you're all powerful beings, you're all powerful. Like the gods of the earth at the time, they would, like Julius Caesar, they meant it as a powerful person, like, whoa, super powerful. So he's trying right. to tell the souls, you're all powerful beings of, you know, you're all powerful, so you're all like gods. But you're not the creator. And uh, right. this is where the other thing goes. And they said, um, uh, he says, I go to, I go to the Father uh, be- because I go to the Father. So he said, these things and more you can do because I go to the Father and through my name. So this is where that thing is. There are people or souls going around saying, well, we're greater than Jesus. We can be greater. No, that's not how he said it <laughs> exactly. Right. We, we'll never be greater than the creator. Since he is the creator through this create the the Yahweh creator the father as we call father mother creator is they're all androgynous beings on high realms anyway just choose a sex you want to focus to when you're up there and that's where reincarnation comes in people are male or female in different lifetimes uh, so when he said that when Jesus said that that's what he meant uh, I'm going to the father and because I go to the father you can do these things and more through, through my name. So well, let me, let me, let me ask you. Christ. Let me ask you. Let me ask you about reincarnation real quick before you continue. Um, reincarnation now, of course, you know, religious uh, folks believe that the Messiah. Some believe that he's already been here. They believe it's Jesus. Some believe he hasn't been here. Uh, whatever you believe, you know, that's open to your religion. I respect all religions, uh, but we're talking about the Messiah figure. Uh, if it's Jesus, if he has been here. Um, the, now we are, we're all waiting for the second coming, the, uh, the reincarnation of this Messiah figure, uh, to come back and, and clean up the mess that, well, we have on planet Earth at the moment. And, uh, that's gonna be a heck of a job. I hope he has a cleanup crew with him because it's kinda messy out here, Mark. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, whether, you know, that's the case, my question about reincarnation is, are people uh, on the other side when they pass, uh, do they go through uh, an experience of turbulence or, uh, I guess, uh, what's the the exact word? Um, it's it's before reincarnation. I guess they have to go through a period of uh, 
what uh, what's the exact oh. Uh, word? oh you mean when they're dis- discussing what kind of life they're going to choose correct yeah they, do they, they get to come back based on like, the sins they had and are like they forced to kind of choose uh, you know will you come back as this because you did this uh, I mean how does that process work I mean do we know at all I mean is there any insight uh, well yeah, there's different ways that they do it on the other sides in different physical realms. It is like this, the dense physical. Because this uh-huh. is where people reincarnate on these dense levels. This is the densest level there is of physical reality. And uh, so we call it in space. Well, it's, we're kidding around, but we don't mean it to be kidding. It's it's like a boot camp. This is okay. where the soul challenges itself and tra- trains and tests itself. And the test is to not forget and to re- and to come home to creator in that energy. You know, like when you're here, you have different things you're confronted with. And um, they go, well, I know this religion, or I studied that religion. In space, there's no religions. But there right. is the knowledge of the infinite creator and the, the Son and the Holy Spirit, or that people call the Holy Ghost. But the thing is, is each of that frequency works together. And when it comes through the dense physical levels like we are on now, um, it comes through in three form. So the creator energy, Yahweh, is uh-huh. the, the creator's frequency. Sun comes through the, as Yehoshua or Sananda, and in space, when he shows up on the ships, we bow to him in a way when you put your hands over your heart area, two hands, palms on your heart, chest, and we just tilt forward, eyes down a little. It's an honor to, for when the creator comes into the ship with you. The, we all know him as that. And so um, my job was to re- tell people about this because many people don't know this, and he's so humble. And when you meet him on the other side, even in a death experience on the heaven realms, if a person hasn't known anything about him, he, he's, he's not going to tell you in your, you know, brag about who he is. He just does not do that. He's the humblest being. But he's full of the most power of the whole cosmic omniverse. But he is the beautiful being. And, uh, now we, we he, say he, he would never but... judge. We say he, but, uh, I mean, is it, is it the being genderless? I mean, or it's definitely a male? Um, Sananda shows up most of the time as an androgynous being. Okay. <clears throat> but mostly masculine. Okay. He's androgynous looking, but he has a masculine energy on the high realms. Okay. Okay. Uh, now another question. Does purgatory play a part at all in the reincarnation? I mean, or is that just a method of, you know, at this point um that's the second plane on the levels okay. <clears throat> uh first levels here second plane or second dimensional plane would be that uh levels where we call we would call it if we went through it hell realms or purgatory levels on a higher level of the hell realms it's a waiting zone um on our we're doing a lot of um studies now we're trying to um do some lectures and help people with the understanding of the different levels. And we've had a lot of fun and success with it, showing the 12th dimensional planes and focusing on the planes and dimensions within that plane. So when I say the 12th dimensional plane, uh, it's there's levels within those levels into the cosmic and uh, universal levels. But the second plane, if you're a good person, never murder anybody, you know, don't hurt anybody or kill people or anything or hurt animals and abuse them and kill them, you bypass the second level and go to the third, which is the first heaven realms. And if a person's okay. killed in a car accident, by accident, let's say, you know, they get killed, um, they might show up on the waiting zone uh, because they didn't expect to die. They're in a little shock. And that waiting zone is a higher frequency of the second plane. So okay. might, that might be the purgatory level. 
because people can be there waiting for family to meet. But uh, we also, on the third plane level, have hospital zones on the lower frequencies of the third plane where hospitals, rehab centers, everything reflecting a planet like Earth would have these levels ready for souls who maybe died um, as an alcoholic. But they were a good person, but maybe they died in alcoholism or drug overdose. Now, would they that carry over, that though? Like, like that, does that, like, because alcoholism is a disease, you know, does yeah. that carry over to the next level? I mean, do you, do, when you cross over, do you suddenly say, man, I really, I wish I had some scotch right now. I mean, does that happen? <laughs> On the lower frequencies, um, it's best here if a person has an addiction of any kind to conquer it while you're here on this physical density if a person can't you know maybe something happens or a drug overdose which has happened accidentally to people they right. get to the other side they can't they cleanse that out so you can't go to the higher frequencies over the fourth and mostly the third until you cleanse your body or the soul frequency let's see your soul physical spirit bodies on the other side of that um, attachment to this density so it's best to cleanse detox and get that out but on the other side, you get there. There's a waiting area. Again, it's like a. It looks like hospital zones as well as uh, learning centers. It's you gotta imagine a beautiful resort-looking place too, like a golf course resort, but not a golf course. Not like has, Mar-a-Lago uh, here in Florida. Rehab centers <laughs> that has all kinds of things, and there are doctors there and angelic beings that are uh, focusing as doctors and nurses and people, so everybody feels calm with them. But they help the person or the soul to detox and cleanse from these things. If they're a person that's been a murderer, there's other things that they do there too uh, as rehab mm. things. But they, most of the time when a person's murdered or killed people, they have to come back to reincarnate. Now, it depends on the gotcha. time that they take on that side. Uh, a lot of times people just want to come back to finish something they forgot to, they wanted to finish and just do it better, I guess. Or um, they had so many commitments and things that they love, ch- children or their family or grandchildren or great-grandchildren, that they're drawn back to come to to see their children or maybe be born into the family unit again or a friend family nearby. It's amazing what the souls choose. But part of my job was to come here besides to get my wife, who is my soulmate, and is right now we're on the other side as total soulmates. You all, everybody has a soulmate being, a soulmate frequency. Many times the soulmates aren't on the same dimension to come in. A lot of times, one stays on the other side. That explains uh, people that don't end up uh, getting married or having kids. Like, man, I just missed soulmate. <laughs> no, it's a, you're you're interesting. You're saying that because part of the thing that really happens is when souls come here and don't get uh-huh. married, or they get married and they don't have children, mm. or don't feel to have children. Um, well, that's one less attachment when they pass over to the other side. They're not attached to coming back to find out what the kids are doing and the other kids and grandkids are doing. A lot of that right. pulls souls back sometimes. It's not It's huh. not even that they had to come back. A lot of times they just want to come back to help in some other way. So where my job was to also to reveal to people, uh, since I came in conscious uh, before I, well, I came into a, I took over a body that another soul left uh, and um, had my consciousness with me from space, I, I never had been veiled. So I'm talking about things not only that I know from the other side, but I go out of body and go out there and soul travel. But still, my memory, even as a four-year-old or whatever, 
was of space. And I would tell my father about my space experiences and about our solar system and about dimensions, you know, things like that. So um, it's like when you come back, um, I had to come back and I had to go through councils, different councils, uh, Venus and Saturn at this on like theory, higher theoretic levels. We have to come in and talk about what our mission is and what we were planning to do because I had no karma here to be born in again in any way. So this was my first time coming here to be born. So this is gives me the feet on the ground. They call it boots on the ground, that kind of thing. You're here walking. But that gives me uh, access again in the future, if, even if I want to land again in some other way physically here. So the yes. thing is, is um, souls get to choose why they want to come back. There's angels and other uh, people that work with them, other souls who are like directors and helping decide what it is you really want to learn about, what sex you might want to be born into at this time. Um, but th sometimes the soul doesn't care. They just just want to get in, and so they can find a body that works for them with a family unit that will give them what they need in their future. Now, if the person was really cruel to other people in another life, they sometimes have to experience what that was. So mm. a soul like um, a, a being Hitler, that was a murderer. For example. Like Hitler, they yeah. say. Does that extend to like a person like Hitler or, or Manson or something like that? Yeah, I, I, I had a feeling you might go there. <laughs> yeah, I was about to, and then I stopped. But it, know that whenever a person dies who's murdered, or hurt, or killed people like, you know, who and those other guys, yeah. um, they experience exactly what each person that they killed went through from their, uh, their perspective mm. as well. So not only are they punished by that, that's what it meant in the Bible, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, that's what it means, that if we should just forgive the souls, because all, we're all children here, and uh, forgive them and the way Creator forgives us. But let Creator handle that karma for them, those souls, because even if they were punishing and hurting to uh, people we know or ourselves, somebody hurt us in some way, um, when, we, when that person dies, they experience what they did to us, let's say, or other people they might have hurt, stabbed, hurt, you know, killed, whatever. They, right. they will experience it from that person's or that soul's perspective as well as their own in a way of standing and experiencing it by watching as a witness as well as being the uh, uh, energy within the body of the form uh, in the Akashic frequency where they physically feel what they did to that soul. So no soul goes away not feeling and getting a... a what they did to someone else, or even an animal. An animal on the other side is seen as a child. They have a soul. So uh, being cruel to an animal is like being cruel to a little child or a baby. Right, right. So I, I totally believe that, that by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I totally believe that. Like, if you heard like a dog or, or any uh, defenseless animal, I mean, that's just like hurting a child. I mean, it's, it's completely uh, shameful. If you yeah. do anything uh, like that to any animal, w which brings me to so, you know some of my conservative views, uh, for example, which uh, always has driven me crazy, the the fact that so, you know so many folks are, uh, you know, against uh, being pro life. I'm I'm heavily pro life because one of the most defenseless uh, things we have on this planet are babies that are being, uh, you know, given to this life and then having it snatched away. Because somebody said, oh, well, I'm not ready to have a kid. But, you know, these are living beings that are waiting to come in and, uh, you know, they're being aborted at record numbers and, 
uh, all kinds of horrible things are done. And it, I, I mean, I don't understand how people sleep at night. How do folks like that deal with this when they pass? Like doctors, uh, abortion clinics, uh, people that work in that environment that are literally murdering babies, killing souls. I know there's a whole major spectrum on the other side of what goes on. There was a, a story of a doctor that was an abortion doctor, and he was like an atheist or something. And uh-huh. um, he was doing that. And then one night he had some out-of-body or experience that was very clear with he didn't know a man, but it ends up the man was once a saint or something. But wow. the story is years ago. And uh, he gets on the other side, and the man takes him to an area which has fields and beautiful fields. I know it's on the other side on the lower, the mid-heaven realms. And there's all these young people, all these people, like Central Park, you know, on, on just laying around or talking and dancing, whatever they're doing, playing. And as uh-huh. soon as he shows up with this man who's supposed to be a saint, I don't know which saint it was, um, all the all the people stop and stare at him, just turn around and they stare at the guy. And he says to the doctor, says to this man, the saint, he says, "What? Wh- why are they just stopping and doing that? He says, the man says to him, why, these are all the children you aborted. And they grew up on this side. And they all know who you are. And you have to forgive, you know, they had to forgive him. Well, that changed him so much when he got back from his out-of-body, uh, let's say, whatever the experience, soul travel it was, when he got to the other side, he be- he became a pro-life fighter and doctor. And he said it was the har- most horrible thing he ever experienced because he felt every person that looked at him, he felt all their pain, all that they experienced that he did to them as an aborting baby or fetus. Uh, also, because he took them out, aborted them, they were now not going to have the life that they were trying to plan for. That meant other children, other souls were never going to meet them. And who knows what genius uh, math doctor or uh, scientist was going to come in with some kind of information. So this is what happens when these hap- things happen with abortions and also with murder. So uh, when a person right. murders another soul, child or human, whatever, <laughs> what age, um, but they're shown on the other side. Is the life of that person they just killed, that they killed, or persons they killed as murderers, uh, what, what they took away, uh, if a teenager was supposed to have a child or a family, what people missed from those children to be born who were to do something in science or history or in some way. So it's like they're shown all the way everything affects, uh, by them murdering somebody. Now the same thing happens with suicide. If a person kills themselves, the same thing goes on when they get to the other side. You're not like thrown into hell for, for eternity because you committed suicide, but you are given a like slap on the wrist kind of like you're going to go back now and finish what you wanted to finish, which you w- killed yourself for because you thought it was going to be bad, but it ends up it wasn't going to be so bad, but you have to go back and fix it. So they will come back to fix uh, a similar situation that they killed themselves from. But may- meanwhile, they're shown by killing yourself, they say, by killing the soul, killing themselves, Again, to the other side, they're shown who they were supposed to meet. Uh, what if there was a family to be formed? Uh, children were going to come to them. Uh, what those children were planning to do and how they were going to be affected in the planet Earth at the time. And it just keeps showing. They just show you the lineages that were going to happen. And the person that feels so remorse, they have to forgive themselves and ask the souls who they prohibit now cannot come through. They meet those souls too, who are planning lifetimes coming in. They all try to now find a new way in. If it's supposed to be into that family, they'll find a cousin or another brother or sister or some other family member from the family if they're trying to get into that family alone. Or, you know, they'll just find another way of coming in. But that that was uh, 
these things are pre-planned, and um, there are many routes to take. A person can fall off a path that they chose to be on. If they fall off the path, let's say, drug addiction, well, they can climb back in and get back on their path and be directed again somehow to get towards the path they were at least heading for. Uh, that's when they say when a person dies in a drug overdose or any kind of a alcoholism or something but, or that kind of a death, um, they will come back because they did not finish the things they originally had set out to plan to do. So they'll try to find a way to come back in another life form of male or female and cover a similar path that they were trying to catch, but they killed themselves too soon or accidental death occurred uh, with like an overdose, which has happened. You know, some people don't come back and some people do come back from an overdose so they can start their heart again, but not always. So right. um, when they say everything's planned, it's planned and there's free will. And the free will is what takes the soul off the path. So then another path forms. And if the soul starts planning, so well, I got to quit this this uh, alcoholistic behavior and get myself back straightened out. And then they start forming another path that could bring them towards the path they originally chose or something similar. So it's a very interesting way it's done on the other side. And it's not something we can say, oh, this person did that. They're going to go straight to a hell realm and be there forever because creator loves all the souls. All life forms creator loves, including the demonic beings that are out there as well as Satan and Lucifer, the two of them, and some other beings as well. So if creator wanted to dis just dis disintegrate every soul that was bad, it could have done it, but it doesn't. It loves us all, and it holds out the, the let's say, hope. <laughs> it holds it out for all souls to come home, to come home to the high realms. And the angels uh, and the angels and the beings that fell, they were sent to this physical density. This is the realms that were set up for them to fall down to because we come from higher frequencies as oversouls and as uh, souls testing ourselves as aspects. We're not normally on these dense levels. We're on these other realms. But those negative beings, the angels and all these other ones who fell uh, and started a little battle up there, they um, were daring to be like creator or better than. And, of course, creator <laughs> can't let that happen because this, you can't be better than creator. Creator created everything. So what is this fallen angel going to create that creator hasn't already put forth? See, that was their confusion and their vanity and their um, their ego. So this is why... They were cast down to a lower level frequency that they had to form, creator had to create. It's, it's somewhere in the Bible text. So it's, let's create another realm, realms where they're going to be cast to so they not bother us on these higher frequencies. So this is the hell realms in way of a dense, a physical densifying of one, um, where these beings can come through. But it's not evil level that we're on, it's just that they're allowed to come in and out and work with people who free will wise, decide to be a Satanist or, you know, or uh, slaughter people, so children, and animals there, to there is a, sacrifice. So there is a realm uh, that would classify as hell. Now, is it like the traditional fiery hell or, or is, no. I, I mean, how does that, I mean, because, we, well, you know, for the audience listening in, you're, you know, we're speaking about uh, now we're getting deep into the religious aspect where we're talking about Lucifer, Satan, and uh, anybody who's read, you know, biblical, you know, texts, of course, we're always kind of like, you know, told what hell kind of is. It's a fiery place that you get sent there for bad. Now, how how do we explain that? Because if, you know, we're, we go through a certain process where we get, you know, maybe a little purgatory, or we get to choose, you know, our life, we get to go come back and have, uh, you know, reincarnation to seek our, you know, our, 
answer to whatever the experience was that we were supposed to have. We get to meet our soulmate. How does help play a part in, I mean, how populated could that place be? And do certain <laughs> people like, like again, going back to the H word, Hitler, for example, does he go into that uh, realm where, like, you know, we don't want that guy back on Earth at no cost, and, and, I'm, and I mean that both guys, they question and literally, like that's one yeah. soul should never come back to Earth. Yeah, and guess what? We still, as souls here, as children and brothers and sisters, we believe it or not, we have to forgive that guy for being a misguided, crazy soul, and we just gotta let Creator take care of that. And probably he is in a certain realm like that right now. But he had to, he had to experience all these different things he did. Even if he had people he hired to do things for him, he still has to experience what he did through his actions and words or what he uh, made another person do because he was paying them, let's say. So it's the same thing goes for any kind of um, uh, mafia-type people or what are these, um, um, the people that are out there just killing people. Right. And maybe governments too, you know, they, they do these things. Whoever's in charge and whoever makes the phone call or whoever, you know, says do this because I said so, that person experiences, that soul will experience the other things that have been done to other people. Well, the thing is, is there are hell realms, but there, um, it's not like from what I've seen on the other side and, and asked and some other beings and the angels there, uh, these realms feel like they're long term because of the soul not forgiving itself or forgiving and asking for forgiveness and repentance to the infinite creator. Once the soul it repents of its sincere heart, let's say heart and soul, if they sincerely repent to the Creator for all they've done, well, all these things they've said and done, felt, or whatever they did, the Creator knows our souls, knows our, our, our physical dense hearts or spiritual hearts, let's say. It knows how we really feel. It knows when we're faking it out. So when we're really sincere as a soul repenting, it comes right to us. And Yehoshua has told me on the other side, he said, whenever a soul repents in any way, even if they hadn't, doesn't matter. Whatever they believed in, it doesn't matter. He comes and rescues them and gets them from those realms that they're confused in. Because there's low-level realms that are just harassing realms where people get harassed with all the fears that they were afraid of um, and the things that they did. So they just get harassed by what they're afraid of. So if they thought they were belonging in a hell realm, uh, they might find themselves in a hell realm as self-punishment. But remember, the oversoul knows what's going on. The true oversoul it knows that its aspects are falling and doing these things, so it lets the aspects experience certain things too to make it understand and learn. Because the the aspects of the oversoul are similar to uh, humans on the planet Earth having children. The aspects to your oversoul, the oversoul knows everything with the infinite. So the aspects are like learners. They go out, they send them out to a, an aspect out, and that personality goes out, and that little personality gets learned. The uh, oversoul has its own total personality but a benevolent being of love and light and all that but a soul when it's born uh, an aspect comes born onto a planet level uh, depending on the family upbringing the way it is it forms a personality here it might have a genuine personality that it genuinely loves animals or generally tries to help kids or everything as it's growing but something might happen to that soul and then it turns it might become harsh maybe it gets abused you know all these things can happen so the personality right. A soul has on a physical dense planet is not always the exact same personality they have when they leave this body and get to the other side and have seen through everything and connect to their higher self and oversoul connection. That higher self form is a more benevolent en entity. God, the spaceships 
and a lot of them are the ones who are visiting the people on Earth. They said to me a long time ago, the space people, they said, we visit, we come to our own. So any um, UFO showing up usually and calling to a soul telepathically is sometimes an aspect maybe in that ship from a future realm, which is a future to us, but to that being, it's 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 now. <laughs> right, so really, there's no time future, on their, on their end. Yeah. yeah, and that's the other thing. If a person's in a hell realm, let's say a soul is there because it did some evil and horrible things, learning its lesson, and it can't take anymore, and it starts asking for help, really crying out, really crying out to the Creator, uh, and gets rescued um, by angels as well as Christ. They uh, get to the other realm, and they can get now uh, into the heaven realms, and they can now come back if they need to in another life. And you know that there's different times that they can come through. It's not like just following the future of the earth. Uh, a soul can uh, go back to another earlier aspect and re reincarnate, or not reincarnate in exactly the same way, I guess, but it's like reincarnate into the 1800s again, into the aspect it was there, let's say another mm, itself. That's interesting. So this is, it's interesting, but I've, I've been asking questions about that because they said, well, this, where we are, there's no time on that level. Right. So Makes sense. if yeah. you want to redo something, you can redo it through your own aspect before. So this is where the past and the future come in. So you can go to the next aspects in a future galaxy or another solar system and then be born or uh, etherically born as well on a higher frequency uh, to another a body that is your future you if you're standing here on planet Earth right now. See, remember, the time doesn't make it the same way. So if we're here on planet Earth right now, physically here, a future aspect is on another solar system, comes over in a flying saucer and comes to this planet will come towards us because we're part of its frequency as the oversoul aspects and will come to us as like a look like a futuristic us mm. saying I'm in the I'm you in the future <laughs> and it, and it's true they That'll do that trippy. so this is what people have now, asked those questions are people coming from the future to visit the past and are they <laughs> us and a lot of times it's a time yeah, travel it now do we get to uh, any aspect and we're short in time or so we wanted to get to this question now uh, uh do we get to come back and repeat this exact same lifetime like say you know we pass away and we're like man i could i could go back and change these things if i could just go back and have another shot at that same you know life could we do that could we go from passing away say in a car accident or of a disease or something, you'd say, you know what, I want to do over, but I want to go right back into that body, into that life, and try it again. Can we do that at all? Or are we already, like, eternally going to be like in Groundhog's Day with Bill Murray, where, where, yeah, we're living the same thing over and over again, but we have the same outcome every time. There's no change. Well, you know how you heard of parallels, like the parallel frequencies, like if you didn't make that decision uh, that time, a uh, different... Uh, parallel would form and it was another direction it went right. you're telling me in those times that that is only one of the ways that a soul can redo it uh, again in a different way but it will be a different frequency, it won't be the same life but it will right. be following close to the same type of life and you would still experience the things you wanted to cover if you missed it on this dense level here at this time gotcha. so there are parallels and that's where they said remember they do that in Star Trek and other TV shows where you right. walk through one you might be an out of body but you're seeing I've seen positive earth that's, we, we call it that it's the earth that's in frequency here on a theoric, high etheric level and you can go there out of body and you will see the earth in futuristic form as if really heavy evil never happened to it 
Mm. And it's so beautiful and, and solar, there's uh, alien uh, beings of all different places. And uh, from there, I w- went on the ships there and went to other places too. So it exists. And I said to one of the beings I met, I said, this is Earth, but it's like future Earth. But it's still happening at the same time. Right. And they said, yeah. Which, like the TV shows, like the show Sliders, uh, for those who might have been familiar with that, we just like the parallel Earth. And uh, one Earth, Elvis might have died, and you never had the king. Uh, the Nazis took over another Earth. Uh, the Dodgers that won the World Series one year. It could be slightly off. It could be a, a complete major difference of, you know, the, the experience you had. Something like that, in other words. Yes. Something like that, exactly. Okay, okay. And there's the what ifs. They're, they're out there. Those levels of frequencies of showing what could have happened. Gotcha. And that's kind of what they say. Don't t- change too much in time travel. Mm. Or that watch out. <laughs> it'll, sh- it'll shift the time frequencies and things things that you didn't expect are going to happen. They did that in one of the old Uncle Martin shows with Tim and Martin going back in time to try to fix things Tim did when he was uh-huh. doing an experiment. <laughs> and, you know, he did something. And they're like, Tim, what did you do? You know, things that newspapers are reading wrong and everything. So he went, they would go back and try to fix it. Uh, according to what uh, the space people can time travel easily. And um, they've said to me, well, actually, I, I had an out-of-body when I was about 10 years old and went to the realms where there's mathematics and things. And I was there, and I, but I was a sphere of light. That's a high realms. And I saw the or formulas of science and math. And I'm not a mathematician here at all. My father was a genius math. I, I do artwork, so I'm not good with the math. But on those levels in space as well, I got the math. I, got, I understand it totally. So when I was on that level, I was seeing these formulas go by, and I heard them and, and understood them. And then one flew in front of me in glowing light, and it was the e equals mc square formula. And I went, I recognize that one from Einstein. So <laughs> there's a whole long formula. It's not just yeah. that. So I yeah. saw this yeah. formula going by, and I said, oh, oh, and I memorized it. So then I come back to my body, and as I'm connecting in, I see the formula glowing across my uh, your view screen. You know, your eyes are closed, your th- mm-hmm. third eye area. Glowing yeah. e equals mc squared times m, and then it disappears. So what happened is, as I'm laying there, I'm, I have an art pad. I'm going to sketch it down in my art pad. The an-, an angel shows up, and I'm laying there with my eyes closed. I'm wide awake. An angel shows up on my right side, big angel, and smiling, he says, well, Earth's not ready for that information. And he puts his a right hand, like a little forefinger and thumb, and he goes towards my head, and he pulls it like an energy gets sucked out like a vacuum. It's like energy comes out of my head on the right side. And the formula dematerializes and is left with E equals MC squared. And I was going, no, please don't take it. But he said to me that moment was done. I still managed to remember M times M. But the thing is, that's times matter or something. So he says, Earth's not ready for that. He says, and I said, why? He says, because it's the formulas to time travel and interdimensional space flight. There you I was go. Like, oh, okay, that made sense because I understood it when I was over there watching it. But not for Earth at this time. Time travel, no, not good. Remember you said a quarantine planet? Yeah, yeah. Earth is was a quarantine planet since uh, early. Uh, we had three flips. It became more quarantined when the negative beings came in to to uh, harass beings in the ancient times with uh, blood sacrifice and that they came in to be manipulated. So these were the false gods, Baal and uh, those names that we all know. Uh, so these are the beings that were manipulating that. So what happened is Earth became slightly quarantined in a way they didn't want the 
um, souls to um, the earth people to leave the planet earth with other entities because they didn't want that negativity following it in frequency with the other higher frequency beings that were coming to visit the Ethereans and stuff. So in a way that was the quarantine energy to not let other negative beings come in anymore. They were trying to really get rid of those beings, uh, the space people that were here at the time. But you can't get rid of the hell realm guys. They were trans, they were sent here in this heavy density. So all the space people that we know coming through who are physicals like us, they know it's a working zone. It's a test zone. The Ethereum types and the higher Ethereans, space beings like Ashtar and these other beings, mm-hmm. um, they know it's a testing ground, but they also, <laughs> they also know that as Ethereans and high Ethereum beings and these other frequency beings, they don't need any of these, uh, any of the things from the planet Earth. They don't need the resources. They don't need water. They don't need food. It's the dense physicals that need the food. And those are the ones who train with the trade information with our militaries around the planet Earth. So they're the ones working with the militaries on a little travel in dimensional space or um, screening their ships uh, with cloaking devices, etc., which I've seen happening here in New York. I've seen the cloaks on them, too. So the thing is, is um, th- it was quarantined in that way to stop the um, renegades coming to this planet to try to harass the souls that were here who were on the life forms that they were just training in, uh, taking the new bodies, you know, just learning that, realizing that the part of the battle for these souls is they, they can be challenged by these negative beings, but it's their free will. Do they accept the challenge or are they going to back them off with the light of infinite creator and the love? And with the words of Jesus when he said, you know, be gone, Satan, those kind of things, or the blood of Christ, you pour it upon you in their telepathy, you pour it upon you. He calls it uh, pleading the blood of Christ over you. These beings hate that stuff, these negative beings, and they hate his name. So just by saying, they say, you are healed in the name of Christ, Yehoshua, Jesus Christ. Uh, souls get healed by their belief and their trust in him. And he's rescued me so many times. I, I say I know him because he materialized to me in 1997. So the thing is, is, um, I'm here to help in that way to let people know who the creator is, that you are all are loved beyond your understanding, more than you can know. The infinite creator has given us these uh, ways to fight these negative beings with the name of Yehoshua, Jesus, Yehoshua Christ, uh, or Yehoshua, Yeshua, and also through his sacrifice that he went through for all the souls everywhere, all souls in the omniverse, not just the planet Earth. Because right. he's done these missions before, but he is who he is, and he is the infinite Christ. He is the infinite creator. So uh, everything was created through him. So I tell people, you know, you're on a planet he created. He made this planet. He made this universe. He's created it all through the infinite creator, and what his imagination is what brought it all forth through the creator. So when he comes to us physically in a personage on the other dimensional spaces as well, when he materializes or comes in the ships with us, he's in a personal re- relationship with us as creator. He says, I come to the souls in the person for them to relate to. And he's like your big brother. He feels like your best friend. You know he's creator, but he's like your best friend. And he loves you unceasingly. He's told me to tell people this. And I asked him many times, how many times do you forgive us on this planet or these densities? And he says, as many drops in an ocean every day. I forgive everybody. And he wants us to know we we are loved, we are forgiven, but we have to forgive the other souls. We have to forgive all the children. They're, we're all children here to the Creator, and we're all learning. And we think we might know something, but we don't know anything. But he's saying, forgive everybody, even the things that they've done to us. 
and how horrible it is. And we know what's going on on planet Earth now. We know the, the horrible things that are happening to children mm-hmm. and humans, the sacrificing oh, yeah. of animals, yeah. sacrificing of everything. We still have to forgive because vengeance is the creator. So those souls will f- find what they're going to get. But we have to forgive them because on those realms we go to when we leave this planet Earth, when we physically leave and die and our soul goes out, we can't get to the higher realms without having total forgiveness for all that we've seen and been and done on these physical densities. So we go to the second, third level. Second's when you work things out. You know, if the evil person is evil there in those levels. So most people bypass that and go to the third uh, when they're good souls. And they go to the fourth. Now, if a person's an atheist or an agnostic, they still get to the other side. Sometimes they're in a waiting area because they're confused. But um, they might be in a, uh, a, a, if they're in a coffin, they might be asleep. And a, an angel wakes them up. So you're still sleeping. And they're, what? I'm asleep? <laughs> I thought I was dreaming. No, you're actually dead on a physical level. You know, so it's funny because my, my name is Angel, and I, and I am agnostic. I'm not a heavy religious person. But I do believe in uh, other realms. I do believe that, you know, we do come from somewhere else. Uh, I'm not atheist. Uh, some people want to label me atheist, but I'm really not. I am open to all interpretations. That's why I respect, like yeah. I said earlier, you know, everybody's belief. Uh, because I think we're all kind of playing in the same ballpark. We just all have a different way to get to the, to that answer, uh, of, you know, what is reality. And, uh, I think that is the, the second, uh, aspect of what we call our reality. It's, you know, what's, when we cross that path, we'll find out a little bit more and a little bit more. Uh, now, you know, we're, like I said, short on time. You were lucky enough to come back to this earth, and you were lucky enough to find your soulmate. And, uh, Phyllis, I know it's a, a great partner to have, uh, with you. Now, are you two planning on, uh, going on any, uh, conventions, uh, doing any, anything, uh, publicly that you want to address? Uh, because, uh, you know, I know we'll, we only had you for an hour. Uh, is there anything you want to get out there that you want people to become aware of that, you know, so they can go in and see you in person, for, for example? Well, um, right now we're finishing our, our books and then we'll be hitting those conventions like, you know, UFO conventions because, uh, to just go out to these places, you have to have something to pay for the <laughs> hotels yeah. and everything. So we figure we'll have a table somewhat at that time. I've been at, we've been, uh, asked and people have said to me in the past 10 years, you know, you should be out at that UFO this and UFO that in Nevada and this in California. And I say, I know, but I, I can't. It's expensive. You know, right now. <laughs> it is. And you, and, um, the two of us and without Phyllis, I'm nothing because she's the one who creates all my, my, uh, my, everything that's on the internet is the websites and everything. She, Phyllis does mm-hmm. all that. I'm not the computer yep. whiz at all. She makes all my, uh, my videos and movies we show at our lectures. So really, we're trying to set up a lecture in New York City, um, hopefully soon. We'll be talking about the levels. We were just at the New Life Expo in New York two weeks ago or so. And oh, nice. uh, gave a quick, a, a free lecture, a quick lecture, but we mentioned the levels. And there are people who are interested in that because we take you through what actually happens and what's on these different places. I'll take you as best I can to some of the places, what goes on, like false cults and teachings on the earth can draw souls to false gods and that would be on the third dimensional space on that plane which is a mid astral plane so in those areas people sometimes have to come back but you can also visit the spaceships on these levels too 
if you know where to go and who to ask and what to focus to. So if you want to go out of body, you will be accessing levels like that when you're asking through out of body to your angels and to your higher self. You know, just send, say, I want to get to those levels where the etheric spaceship is so I can understand and train on it and see what's going on. So um, gotcha. on those levels, the same levels, when I go to the etheric spaceships uh, out of body, um, if I wanted to, which has happened to me, uh, I went to the ship to talk to my friend who's passed on. He's a teacher over there. And as I was there, I realized, I said, wait a minute, i got to go find this other person named withheld, right, to see where they are right now on the realm, the heaven realms. And he understood. He goes, sure, yeah, you got to go. So then you start focusing on the person you're looking for, and you go, they guide you to it, and there's a whole way to get there. But it, you see those golden roads or giant roads of golden laid crystalline brick which glow with energy. I was touching everything I went by because it's a 3D extra reality and you smell, taste, and feel everything in a different way than on a physical density. So you, giant flowers, it's all incredible. But I got to the other side and uh, went through the veil. There's different frequency levels. You go through an energy f- frequency. It feels like you're walking through um, energy like a bubble. I mean, I can't explain it. Like when you're in the, underwater coming up, from the water with your face, you'll feel the water come through and over you and just go over your skin. It feels right. sli- slightly like that, but not exactly like water. <laughs> so it's gotcha. lots of frequencies of that, and you pass through these higher frequency realms. And um, since I traverse those, I know where I'm. I know which ones I'm going on. But I realize most kids and souls can't go to these certain other levels unless they have uh, detox certain things out of their body, like cocaine or drugs or alcoholism. That. Those kind of things cannot be uh, onto the higher frequencies. You cannot have that in your aura. You won't right. pass through so quickly at all. And as well as the pornography, uh, heavy pornography, people who are addicted to these things uh, will have these imagings in their energy field like thought forms. And you can't pass through certain areas because the energy is a higher frequency and these things are of a lower density frequency. So that's why I try to help people uh, cleanse your body. If you have an addiction, try to work it out and get rid of it as best you can. And uh, like drugs for your heart is not an addiction. Uh, drugs for the body that's needed, like diabetes, is not that kind of thing. It's drugs that are right, right. psychedelics and the things that can uh, mess around with the person that way. Well, well, how about like person. ayahuasca, for example, which people use to kind of see other like realms and dimensions and stuff. And that's, at least that's what they claim. I think it's just uh, your imagination. But uh, a lot of folks claim to see uh, very similar things. Like some people see the little aliens with hats on and that's been like a collective thing where people see little gray beings with hats i don't get that but that's a collective thing i mean does I'll that tell you a picture right. at all I'll, i tell you from the, the truth of the other side from where i come from ayahuasca or ancient things that were like peyote all these types of um um uh, psychedelics of types of drugs that create a psychedelic effect are not to be used today by these souls of today because these were from ancient, ancient times that they were used in their ancient rituals, but they weren't used the same way that people use them today. They overdo them. In their time, it was just so so much. So I see today as a way people are making money maybe on trying to get people to experience these things, but I've met people who have had very bad experiences, in fact, post-traumatic stress experiences. And what I know from the other side, from what I've learned from there as well, but have known because I visited the planet Earth back thousands and thousands of years ago, is that these were used as tests by the shamans or the teachers to, to the students that they recognized who had an ability or affinity of out-of-body or lucid dream. 
So they were showing a way that they can see and recognize when they're really out there and really out of body. But what happens with these things is the soul who's not aware and doesn't understand this, is just doing it for a thrill, will see what's on the lower frequency of the etheric levels of the planet. Let's say, yeah, there's nature spirits too. I see nature kingdom beings. But these other beings are of a low frequency that are shown to them. And uh, sometimes they're tricksters and playful lower astral beings. So they're materializing to them to see as a lower astral being of uh, trickster formation. Fancy gray energy, maybe a being showing a hat, whatever. But then right. the shamans are working with their students. So the students will see something else if they've grown with the shaman or the medicine person. So we just can't be an American or you know somebody here going to um, some other country to take an ayahuasca experience. We're not of that culture. We don't even understand it uh, in this knowledge here. So we're going in with American knowledge or our knowledge and going over to have an experience. We don't know what to expect. And that's when the trickster energy takes over. And uh, the natives called them the tricksters. They know what they were. So we have to be careful. And this is why on, on the higher realms, they don't advise taking these types of things like drugs or psychedelics because they said to me, and I, I was a doctor in the higher realms over there when I was out in space at times, I understood when these people take certain types of chemicals in their body, uh, like these drugs, let's say, that the brain, um, the body experiences as a poison, doesn't understand it, doesn't recognize it. So it gets right. to the brain, creates a hallucinatory imaging as it's fighting off the poison in the in the body coming through the, towards the brain frequencies of the blood barrier. And right. so it's creating these visuals, and these things are downloading like freak freaked out out-of-body dreams or something. So uh, they might make no sense, be terrifying or not so terrifying. And I think people are lucky when they don't have a terrifying one because most people I've talked to have had frightening, scary things going on where they had, again, post-traumatic stress from it. So this is um, something that has to be, uh, I'd say, stayed away from and cleared, clear away from. Because uh, on the other side, they've always said, um, whatever a soul needs as a training on the planet, wherever they're on, born from Germany or uh, is India, Australia, wherever we're born and we grow, the things that we need are right there in the areas we're in. Somehow they're around us in our continent or wherever, so we can learn from everything there um, uh, as well as training, which is the, the things that happen to us naturally then the chakras will open for us in different ways as a natural thing happening to a soul as it's growing. So um, I was always told that even as well, because I never took drugs or did anything like that, because I was always told you have to stay as a clear as energy as you can, keep yourself as good and clean as you can. Uh, it's you know, try, drink a lot of water, yeah. you know, do that. Yeah. So I've always done that, and that that's not something everybody can do, I guess. You know, you can have sodas and everything, but... Just try, and with that, intuition starts to come in much clearer. Uh, the more cleansing effects, people have noticed that when they do a cleanse. But this is true about detoxing and things. And yeah, we have heavy, yeah. heavy metals in our systems. You know, we take uh, detox things for that to get the metals out of your brain and system, and that helps. Um, what, what I've noticed, though, if anybody needs some help with this, is if you're out of body, one out of body, dream states that are more lucid. Um, I was told by a doctor, you could take a doctor, a therapist type doctor, but he was a friend of ours who wrote a book and he told me when he, he knew I could do this, he says, oh, I was studying with people and I found out that B6, 100 milligrams in a capsule, if you take that a half hour or so before you decide to go to sleep, 
it keeps the brain a little bit active so that when you're having a lucid, you can have a more lucid dream and recall things easier. Mm. So every day I was always taking B100 capsules at 4 o'clock. So when I took the B100, I mean B100, B6100, I'm sorry, B6100, about a half hour, 20 minutes before I was thinking of going to go to bed, um, I would have more of a lucid dream or a lucid out-of-body. Because I call lucid dream states a mix of an out-of-body lucid dream because the lucidity is when you're out of body. Right. It's not really a dream. It's right, a, a right, combo. Right. Yeah, so when you're in that lucid state and you recognize it's not a dream anymore, it's something I'm really here and this is just an illusion around me, that's when you can just ask, right now I want to go to the ship. Take me to the ship around America right now. There's one over America. It's a 2,000-mile-long craft. It's huge. But it's um, it's for the souls to come to uh, training out of body there. And uh, it's easy to get to with the angelic being and or you just ask, and they will send someone. So you can always call on Yehoshua. You can call on Ashtar and his friends. And uh, I took people in England to the ships when I was there in 1978. And they all remembered being out with me. So the thing is, is it can be done. But you do it in a lucid moment. So as you're going to sleep, before you fall asleep, and not just for, for you, Angel, for anybody listening, just before you go to sleep, if you've done some prayers, you did your meditation, whatever, just before you're falling asleep, say, I will automatically leave my body the moment I fall asleep. Just teleport right out. You don't have to float out and go through your head and, you know, do that whole thing. You can just teleport and be standing right next to your body on the bed. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say that, I will automatically leave my body and get right to the sh- I'll go to the ship above America, USA. If you're in England, there's one over Europe. If you're in Australia, there's one down there, too. There's uh, the southern, northern um, ship that goes around. But the soul will be taken to the closest one, and that you could be teleported and you go to the other ones if you want to and visit other ones. So... These are ships that are linked with Ashtar's intergalactic command and a few of the alliance commands. They all work together. But um, they're, these are the training ships. And many people's uh, higher selves are actually active on some of these ships. Cause and these are, these, are the same, these are the same ships that are kind of leaning over once in a while. We're catching a glimpse of them accidentally, for example. Well, those are... The- Oh, you mean like the scout ships that come through or the silver spheres that are in the sky? Right. Like white and I, and you, you, I believe you captured on your YouTube the uh, the white-shaped uh, ships that, uh, I think 2016 had a few videos of white-shaped uh, UFOs. Oh, my gosh. That one was amazing. That just popped on April 10, 2016. Correct. I was called yeah. to go look out the window. And uh, look up at the left. I just looked up. It's a blank sky. And all of a sudden, boom, it pops on. And it starts moving very slowly. And then it rotates around. So I was taking pictures of it. And it was the um, essence, uh, a symbol for Yahweh, the Yod, or the right. Yod. It's the, uh, Hebrews call it the Yod sign. But also it's uh, honoring uh, the Christ group, which is what I'm here to represent to bring it back uh, to people understand who the Christ group is in deep space and multi-universe. It's formed before this earth planet existed. It's formed by Yehoshua, known as Sananda. So the Yod is the uh, the symbol of Yahweh or Yehoshua as well. When that craft moved, it created a gold cross on one of the edges of it to show. And I have that in one of the pictures of frame 5592. I've got this set up so I can see it right now. And um, it hovered, it moved over towards a building towards Central Park West. And as it hovered over the building, it just flashed off, disappeared, dematerialized, just like that. So people are going, oh, it's that kind of stupid balloon. That's not a balloon. If it was a balloon, it would be 50 uh, you know, stories high. I don't know. It's right. huge. <laughs> it was gigantic. 
So the thing is, is no, and it's not. <laughs> but yeah, no, they don't look equivalent to me. And I, I tell you what, Mark, I've seen a lot of UFOs. I've done a lot of sky watching that, that look like no balloon I've seen. And I've seen balloons in the sky. Oh, me and too. That, but I don't yeah, take yeah. pictures of them, no, no. Yeah, no, that yeah. that definitely had no aspect of balloons. You know, no. listen, and this is funny because we we're entering on a, on a very strange time now, where uh, you know, presidentially we have a person in the White House who uh, it recently came out saying uh, that we're starting a, a thing called the Space Force because we need to control, you know, not only what's going on here on Earth, but things that might be in space that might be detrimental to our society. I think he's hinting at what's happening with the quarantine. Not only that, it's ironic that his uncle, John J. Trump, was part of the Tesla recovery after Tesla died, and he saw documents, uh, apparently, from what some witnesses said, including Tesla's work on UFO crafts, which was around the, not, you know, the, the Roswell incident yeah. and uh, around the World War II, you know, that whole decade, we had incident after incident after incident that resulted, in, I think, in Roswell. And we had Werner von Braun and all these scientists that came over. And I think that's what, what crashed at Roswell. And uh, I think that it's only uh, so ironic that now we're coming to a, like a head where we're talking about space, you know, and a different aspect, you know, we're talking about Space Force and about possibly uh, disclosure being very, very close. I think that's something we all have to keep an eye on because disclosure, there's two things. It's going to be disclosure with beings in our dimension, in our realm, you know, maybe beings like what Travis Walton might have seen and uh, something like you're explaining with it, which is multi-dimensional, multi universal light beings to completely different kind of aspects of reality. And I, I do believe that it's all interconnected. It's all one aspect, but it's split into many different realms. Mark, unfortunately, we are out of time, mm-hmm. but I want to thank you. Uh, and, and one, I have you back on. I'm going to have a couple of weeks off. As you know, I'm dealing with some personal stuff. And uh, you know, when we come back, uh, from a couple of weeks we're going to have off. I want to have you back on really soon so we can continue to, to speak about this because I think there's going to be more revelations as the future uh, of disclosure is upon us. I do think we're very, very close to knowing more. And I mm-hmm. do believe, and I, this is coming from um, from uh, an agnostic uh, person, I do believe it's going to come full circle to where it, it, it all interconnects to exactly what you're talking about and what a lot of other folks with Travis uh, Walton ex- experienced, for example, and even what we have uh, labeled as aliens and, you know, grays and crafts and all the stuff that has been going on throughout the last hundred years on this planet, which a lot of it are, are misidentification, and it's, at least in my opinion, and some of it is misinformation, which is something that, that I think is going to be part of the disclosure that we're going to have. But, Mark, again, I, I, yeah. I applaud you for spending your time here, and thank you so much for being with us. And, uh, Phyllis, please, next time we're, when you're both on, I want to hear from you also, because I know you're going through... Uh, a lot of experiences uh, along the way also uh, on this cosmic journey the uh, Mark are on. I really prefer Mark's voice, but... <laughs> you have a lovely voice. Don't know my anybody. Uh, yeah, she's experienced things and out of body and many things. 
And, you know, you're right about uh, many of the UFOs and uh, the people you're seeing in the sky are uh, are some of our Earth's, you know, as well. And even in the 50s, they had their own ships that were similar mm-hmm. to those uh, G- uh, Russian or German ones. Remember the German ones that were working on Nazi ones? But um, right. uh, there's stories I can tell you about that. But the crew, our, my crew and friends, they've always said, focus to the light, focus to creator, focus to Yehoshua, you know, even he's told me, let your thoughts be on me and no harm comes to you, which he's rescued me so many times when I called on him, including almost dying and being levitated by my angels. So the thing is, he's real, creator's real, and um, if ch- people out there want to have an experience, I want you to just praise, praise the infinite creator for the beauty and the love that's all here. we got to see through all the negative stuff, forgive it all, but because again, when you get to the other realms, you won't be able to get higher if you haven't forgiven because not forgiving sends people back to reincarnate too, not just to this planet, but other planets that are dense physical. So it's interesting how this whole thing works. But forgiveness is the key, is the key to get in. And Yehoshua, or he says, you know, he says, you don't come to the creator except through me. It's the truth. It really is the truth. And um, he, he does guide you to the right area. He goes through him. Otherwise, we get to those levels of the planes. And even though, you know, know who he is he would be standing right in front of you you know and if you don't recognize him you don't recognize him but he's not going to say hey it's me he's not going to do that because we have free will every soul comes in their own time but my message here at this time is to let people know because this planet is going through changes that are going to be so amazingly crazy uh 12,000 year cycles etc all things going on so we want to get off this level density physical to get to the higher frequencies and move on to other planet systems if you want in physical dense realities as well as etheric where you're not into this evil heavy realm that's here. And this place will be cleaned up and cleansed, but a lot of stuff has to happen here. Mm. So people might reincarnate back to a caveman time like they did over 10,000 <laughs> years ago or more. You know, when they found the buttercups in the mammoth's mouth, that was another time that everything was flash frozen. This type of cataclysms are kind of come to again with the switching of the north and south pole frequencies as well as solar emissions that are happening on our, in our sun. So we have things that are happening in the solar system as well. And I've been talking about this for, I don't know, 20 years. It's a, in the seventies, it was global cooling. Now it's global warming. And the space crew has always said, it's the sun. It's not yep. anything with that. It's the sun. It's not. It's, and the other planets are shifting on our solar system too. So things are happening, and it's not an overheating. It's just natural. All these things are happening in the natural cycles that occurs on this planet, just that humans aren't living long enough for thousands of years to know the cycles. But uh, they've written it down through ancient times. So we have 12,000-year cycle that's happening and coming close, and it's not – I think it's even past due. So we have to be prepared. And there's an ancient thing in the Torah that a guy, uh, Douglas Vogt, who's a geologist, the dieholdfoundation.com or diehold Foundation YouTube, He's a geologist, and he studied the Torah because he's, he was raised Jewish. And um, he came up with a cosmic date. And uh, he said his catastrophe cyclic time, 2046. And I think it was November or October in 2046. He says it's actually in the Torah. And all the other times were in the Torah in the ancient um, coding that he had figured out. So that's the time that he gives. Others, geologists and uh, uh uh, suspicious observers of Ben Davidson, uh, astrophysicists are saying in our lifetime. And Yehoshua, Jesus, said, I know this is fun for you, <laughs> but <laughs> he said, um, when, when the, um, Israel becomes a state or it comes together again, 
Uh huh. Um, many of these prophecies began in Israel. He says, uh, "I believe the uh, well. I believe the Bible is pretty clear with all these predictions because it's happening and it's been clear." Um, he said, "I will be in the. I will come back in the generation that will not pa- pass away." Um, that sees the time that the Israel comes to be a state, and that happened in 1948. Israel became a state a or a country again. Right. It becomes a nation, and that generation, he says, would not pass away before we would see the second coming of Yehoshua Christ. So he's told me on the ships, and he's told other people from near-death experiences. And I had a near-death experience when I was seven; I had drowned. So the thing is, he's told me coming back soon. Now I'm hearing from other people who have had near deaths that are saying. Every time you meet him, he says, tell people I'm coming back sooner than they think. And that that actually, uh, I mean, I was going to ask you to take into account like leap year. And, uh, you know, Israel just became a uh, recognized state by the United States recently. Yeah. uh, Which is, uh, it's funny that it's all happening right now, Space Force Israel being recognized uh, as an official state. you, you, I mean, yep. you put everything together and you add everything, you know, it, it really is, again, coming uh, around to, well, there, for those who might not be believers, well, check out the, the information from our historical records and look what's happening today. Yep, they've seen it. And, you know, I know that they have this time stuff that they can do, including, I'm sure, uh, the president have seen something like this. I feel it. But, uh, he is, um, I have visions of him before, so I, not, I never, I'm not on anything, I'm like you. I'm what they call a blank. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat or anything. I just am a blank, not even an yeah. independent. So I'm blank, but my card reads BLK. And it just <laughs> means I, I go by the soul. So I saw things happening and I saw things before. And I, I told people what I saw. And I said, I'm sorry. Not only, I was told when he came down the escalator, not only is he going to win. He, not only is he going to run, he's going to win, and he's going to win again. And then they're going to hope they can win, they could hire him again, but they won't be able to get him. They'll get somebody close to him, though, somebody similar. So this is my, my, you know, and whether people hate somebody or don't hate somebody, hating anybody on this planet, whether it's a leader, you pray for all the world leaders, but if you hate a politician or if you hate things like this, this holds you back, too. You come back and, again, you're going to keep coming back until you can release hate and forgive. There's no reason to hate these souls. They're all set up by the infinite creator. All these things have been set up to take place now. So no matter, um, and all is meant to come down because in the end, and it's quoted, in, Jesus said it, he said, in the end, all things will be revealed. Nothing is hidden. All that's underground will come forth and come up. So that's what we're seeing happening right now. We're seeing Nancy a battle. Pol- it's a good Nancy- and evil battle. It's not about politics. It's good and evil. Yeah, no, no, I'll tell you what, Nancy Pelosi and a lot of them are going to be coming back because they're doing some crazy evil, Mark. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. And, and the next time we're on, hopefully the election hasn't passed, and we can talk a little bit more about the, the politics because it is getting crazy out there. And, uh, remember not to judge as best you can. Try not to judge anybody. Forgive them because we just don't want that in our energy field. If something happens tomorrow, if we're riding on a subway or a bus, something happens to us. We get to the other side. We still have to forgive all this stuff. And so um, it's it's these angers and these things that, that draw people back too. They can be drawn yeah. back through, you know, resentments and hate and anger and unforgiveness and, um, you know, and biblical things pull people back. 
that take everything too serious. Christ told me many things on the other side. And I know, you know, let's say the ma major regular Christians can't stand my story and the regular uh, um, um, New Agers can't stand my story. So I, I'm kind of in a no place zone because I'm telling a truth that has to be told and mm -hmm. I'm following the orders of Yehoshua. And um, when people have asked me, well, does he really feel about uh, is it really, been, you know, people are condemned if they're gay or people are condemned if they're this and, or that. And Jesus has told me, no. He said, it's only love. If love is pure, it's love. What he was against or the infinite creator was against is promiscuity. Inf uh, constantly jumping around with people with no energy, no love, no connection, and just mm. jumping around with that energy. Because that energy is what those little negative beings and playful, horrible entities or demonic creatures like to use with uh, succubus and incubus energy. They're the ones that make the person fall into pornography for that energy that they are taking from them. And um, yeah, it's just a whole other thing. But this is what I've taught. I try to help people with and understand, because uh, everybody, you know, everybody hates everything because they think they're condemned or they're not. They're being yelled at. They're told they're no good. They're you forget it. You're useless. You're nothing. You're condemned by God. No, it's not about religion. And Joshua told me. He said many times. He says, "Tell them it's not about religion. I'm there for everyone, no matter if they believe or don't believe." Whatever they believe doesn't matter. I'm there for them all, and I forgive them, and I love them. Let them know I'm here, and I love them. And that's my message. <laughs> and uh, it's makes, not about condemning people. And this is what no, controls no, religious wars. But that that makes perfect sense, and we're, we're going <laughs> to wrap it that. But that makes perfect sense because they, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what religion you, you believe in. It's, it all stems from the same creator, uh, same, uh, you know, messiah, uh, no matter, you know, what name you want to give it, you know, it has to be one core that created everything. We can't have, you know, 20 different gods that all created one aspect, you know, it has all to be one. Uh, it's just getting to that answer. We, you know, we really don't truly know the answer ourselves until we pass on. Uh, but I do think that, you know, it's uh, something that, we're all going to experience because I do, I do think there's reality there. Mark, again, thank, thank you so you. much for, for for being here with us, and we're going to have you back on very very thank soon. You. I promise, because I love talking to you, man. Uh, you're <laughs> very insightful, and uh, honestly, I mean, I, I love getting into religious conversations and and connecting thank the you. dots to what reality is for the you know. Thank for, you, bro. Because I try to help. I'm trying to help in this way because. Uh, I've been, re I've re was revealed all this information when I was a child. And I, I would hear these things where people are being condemned. My, I hate my family. You know, they're telling me things like this. And they all say I'm no good because I'm gay or I'm this or I'm that. And, I, and I'm saying, no, that's not true. It's not what I've been told <laughs> on the other side, what I've seen. You know, it's not the way it is. And so I want people to know these false beliefs, these false things, these teachings, like Christ told me one time, he says, I didn't come to create a religion. Man did that around it. Mine was right. a totally different story. He never married anybody. I know there's a whole bunch of falsehoods there, so it's fake news from the past. But just the, that's the truth. Is uh, I know it's hard for some to take. You know, they just can't believe it. But it, he he's there. You call on him, he comes. Just call on him with a sincere heart, and um, and miraculous cures and healings occur from you know just saying his name. I know this happened. I've seen it, and. Um, um, even the ones where the you know uh, fingers are missing and they grow back or a hand grows back or an arm grows back, but weird stuff like that that we think is unbelievable happens 
<laughs> when you're in church. Oh, I, 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 I said uh, earlier on the show, if you listen to the podcast, I, I had a moment of silence for my uncle, you know, about yes. uh, who's in the hospice and uh, hopefully the vibes that, you know, people put out who listen live and listen on, on the podcast later on. Uh, reach him and he, you know, he gets better, but he's in a very bad situation. And, uh, that's why I had that, you know, moment of silence to kind of like give him, you know, hopefully some, uh, positivity his way. Because I've seen the work myself. In fact, I've, mm-hmm. uh, spoken uh, to experiencers who have dealt with, you know, entities like the grades and things like that. And when they start yeah. praying to it, whether it be Jehovah or Joshua or or, or mm-hmm. God, uh, these beings disappear. They go away. They leave. Yes. They they don't want anything to do with that name, Jehovah, exactly. Jesus. Exactly. So there why is, is it that, that these great that. beings, exactly. they come here to abduct, probe, whatever, why are they afraid of that name? You know, like that goes right there. Yeah, in the crew, uh, when I was a kid, I asked them questions because I knew about Betty Hill, and she became a friend of mine in 1976. But oh, I knew wow. about her, and I was a little kid. My father was reading a story. And um, I went. Uh, I was having UFOs coming over me every night in my backyard. Uh, anytime I asked, too, if I said 9 o'clock, they'd be there. So the thing is, I asked them about Betty Hill. And they said, don't focus to those beings. We know of them. And I said, okay. They, and they said, don't focus to them. Don't read information on them. It creates a thought form impression into the energy field of your aura. And then they are attracted to this frequency because they are lower, dense beings. They're not... They're, they're physicals, and yet they can work in between the next dimension, so they can dematerialize in front of us, but they can also come through, so they're kind of in a low etheric. So they, they can be physical and live on the planet you know, under the desert somewhere where they have their base, and mm-hmm. uh, also be uh, dematerialized from us too. So they, they have cloaking things that they work with. So that's the other thing I should tell people who had bad experiences with these grays and beings like that. Don't focus to them. Focus to the good beings. Focus to the positive light beings, the ones who, who are here to help and here care about your spiritual um, progression on this planet systems and your own higher part, your own over-self. And we actually do an activation thing I brought down from the ships where we do it, and it helps people meet their own higher self or over-self. And uh, oh, wow. it, it happens. When they have a lucid thing. I, I, Ingo Swan was a good friend of about 19 years. We were very close. Because we were past life, he was my dad <laughs> in a past life. Oh wow! Philistine. Yeah, both of us were siblings in, in a past life with Ingo in another galaxy, and he knew it. So we used to call him the captain and things. But <laughs> he knew I could. He knew I was a remote viewer, but I didn't promote that. I never knew what that was. I called it as a kid uh, mind travel. I called it mind travel, so I could be sitting at a table and be mind traveling to another place, see from both times and both spot perspectives, and come back. And that's what I do when I go to the ship. I, uh, Phyllis and I coined it, what do we call it? Lucid remote. Lucid remote viewing. We call it that because there's no other way for me to explain it. I'm here on the planet, sitting here on a couch, let's say, talking with you now. But at the same time, right now, I can focus to my overpart and see what they're doing in space. And right now, we're heading through a nebula. So I see through their eyes, my own oversoul's eyes, or higher aspects' eyes. And when I go out of body, I connect to them, to my own self. And... um have that knowledge within me as well as when I'm out. So if people see me out of body, I'm in another form. You see me on the higher, um, my, oh, what do you call it, website. You'll see a picture of me with another picture next to me. That's myself when I'm out of body. So people have met me out of body, and I'm about eight feet tall. And uh, once they know it's me, they understand it's Mark. <laughs> it's <me. laughs> so it was happening in England, too, in 1978. I was going out with these guys, and uh, 
talking with them, and I said, well, did you have a good time? We were just walking. He said, yeah, but I was talking to this alien. I said, you were talking and walking down the hall with me. Oh, no, it was an alien. I said, no, that was me. And he says, oh, <laughs> yeah, we were talking. So what were we talking about? So we were talking, telling him what we talked about. So then he said he got used to knowing when he met me it was not Mark. It was this other being. And right. he realized it was, I'm me and I'm on Earth, but that's me. So Ingo would look at my body form, physical, in front of me, and he says, oh, I see you in there. I see you as the other self, the total self. You're in there embedded in. You're not embedded. Well, I'm out of body. I'm not me out of body. No right. Of well, that, that makes sense because on the other realm, there's no space and time. So, I mean, you could be at any point and still be there, which and is you have a mind-blowing take. Yeah. You do. You take a, perf- a form that you are used to from another galaxy or something, and yeah. it becomes your form as your over part. And so we, we might come out of body looking like we do on Earth because we're in the life form right now. But once you look at a mirror, a reflective object on the other side, and you say, what's my true self look like right now? This is me here, but on Earth. But what do I really look like when I'm in space, <laughs> my true self, before I came to this planet? And boing, it'll change in front of you. It will look like an androgynous being or look like a perfected form of yourself. It's the way you feel to project at the time. It's amazing. amazing. Yeah, amazing. Mark, thank you again. We blew right by the commercial. I got the commercial. Uh, I, I, I want to have you back on as soon as I'm back on the air in a, in a few uh, weeks, uh, as soon as I uh, get through uh, the you know, family and personal stuff. Uh, but, again, yes. thank you so much for being here with me. Uh, and going the extra, uh, what, 40 minutes? Oh, my god. Bless gosh. you. Yeah, we went right into the uh, the third hour, which uh, I blew two commercials. I'm going to hit that commercial now, which I have to hit. And, uh, you know, again, we're going to have you back on soon. It won't be a couple years. Trust me on that. Okay, brother. Okay, thank you so much. You're the God best. You're the, by the way, you're the only one that makes me do that because I, I love talking to you so much. I I, I just, I, I figure when we have to commercial, forget everything because it's, it's such a good conversation. You're the best. I'm going to ask for my friends and crew to come get you out of body and get you on the ship so you can remember something. All you have to do is focus to remember. Try to remember before you go to sleep. Just say, I, I will leave my body as soon as I fall asleep. And remember, I will re- recall. I will uh, remember, let's say, see, feel, taste, smell, and touch. Uh, no, see, feel, smell, hear, and touch. You want all the five senses superimposed hyper hyper on you just say those kind of things like everything i see smell taste feel and touch and all that um i will recall when i wake up and that helps to rebuild that frequency and you got to focus and program it like a programming your subconscious is like a computer you're programming it repetition always works just uh, do it over and over i look forward to it i can't wait to go you get excitement about it Okay, brother. That, God bless I'm taking, you. Thank you. I'm taking those notes, by the way. <laughs> I'm keeping that as a typical what we doing. Bless you too, man. I appreciate you, your time so much. Thank you so, so Thank much you. for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you, and take care, and have a good week. Guys, we're going to be right back after a short commercial break. i got some uh, stuff that we're going to uh, talk about, and... Uh, then we're going to wrap up uh, the, the third hour here. And, uh, again, uh, thank you so much for our guests to be here. Stick around for uh, very important words from Amar Navarro, which I have to get to. And uh, this is really important for those who want to make a difference and who are on the same uh, path as uh, Mark, Phyllis, myself, and anybody listening in. 
Check out this commercial. It's very, I'm very Bar and I approve of this message. Maxine Waters has spent decades doing nothing in D.C. and dividing our nation. Now she's leading the charge to impeach President Donald Trump. Impeachment is the imperative. He really should be punished. Radical Democrats like Maxine Waters are pushing the United States toward the brink of civil war. That's why Omar Navarro is taking on Mad Maxine and defending our president. In 2020, let's bring Americans back together and continue making America Great. I'm Omar Navarro, and I approve of this message. Guys, that's the soothing sounds of Mac Maloney, and uh, uh, he's a gentleman and a scholar. We had him on recently here, and uh, another person who I love talking to. And uh, you're listening to him right now, the Mac Maloney Band, Into the Night. What a, a fascinating guest uh, Mark Brinkerhoff is. And Phyllis, uh, just, I love talking to these folks. And, uh, we're, we're definitely, uh, we definitely have them back on pretty soon. Uh, like I wanted to, uh, tell everybody who, uh, who's listening in, we're gonna have, of course, a, uh, couple weeks, uh, away from the show, uh, to deal with personal stuff. And as soon as we come back, uh, our, our new sidekick is gonna be on with us. Uh, but I wanna urge everybody right now, please, uh, Go to my website, go to angelospino.com and bookmark the website. I'm going to be posting a lot more video content, more audio content on there. Uh, but very importantly, uh, when you go there and you bookmark it, go back periodically because it's going to be a whole lot of posting, a lot of stuff going on there, which have to do with exactly what you heard here tonight, plus more political stuff. That's, you know, what we're getting more into. And, uh, again, go to, uh, benfergusononline.com. And sign up, you know, that's a very important movement what we're trying to, uh, you know, do here and, uh, to try to keep America great. Uh, next year, you know, we have to, we have to go vote for the, uh, person in the White House right now and, uh, keep, uh, America moving in the right direction. And, uh, you know, not only that, send positive vibes, man. And anybody who uh, can do that for my uncle, I'd really appreciate it. I want to thank everybody who was on the uh, live uh, stream tonight listening. All you uh, listening on the podcast, I want to thank you also for being a part of the show. I want to definitely thank our, our guest, uh, Mark Brickenoff, and uh, his lovely wife, Phyllis, uh, who is, uh, of course, uh, behind uh, the entire uh, production of what he does uh, with him. And again, a voice I want to hear more as we have him on again the next time. Uh, because I'm sure she's had many experiences, uh, herself. And, uh, guys, just, uh, stick around, uh, on the network. We're, we're gonna have a lot more, uh, obviously, uh, canned shows for the next few hours because it's overnight now. Uh, again, hope, uh, you set back your alarm clock. This was the uh, third hour of Inside the Jackal's Head. Next, uh, time we do this, we're gonna do this for, again, three hours. Uh, you know, normally we don't bleed over with the guest to a third or a second hour into our third hour if we do a third hour. Uh, but, uh, guests like Mark don't come along very often where I just, uh, get lost in the conversation, uh, because it's, uh, you know, it's something that it's engaging plus relevant to what we're experiencing here on this planet at this very juncture at this moment. Uh, it's, uh, it's scary times for some, it's weird times for others. But anybody uh, who's been listening to the show for many years knows uh, the research and knows the uh, the guests that I've had on and know this is all playing right into those exact 
people. And uh, not every one of them, because not every one of those folks are honest and telling the truth, but uh, a lot of those folks were telling the, the truth. And um, when you start connecting dots, you connect uh, some very interesting dots indeed. And guys, we're going to be, uh, again, live uh, pretty soon. Keep up with me on uh, the website, angelespino.com. And uh, to uh, steer us uh, for the night away from the show, uh, our good friend, Mr. Jesse Randolph Singer, with one of my favorites of his, When Love Gets in the Way. Uh Till the next time, folks, and uh, with uh, Brandon, who's going to be my sidekick, uh, I'll see you then. Stay up, look into the sky, and this has been another exciting edition of Inside the Jackal's Head. And uh, one more shout-out to everybody out there, including you, California Guy Show. Behave, California Guy Show. Leave my buddy Alex 2.0 alone. Side Rider, everybody else, all my uh, friends online, talk to you soon. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.